Welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome everybody. Episode 28 of the American Craftsman Podcast. Unbelievable. Yeah. With our guest Keith from Two Bits Woodwork. Two, hey everybody. Two Bit. Two Bit Woodwork. John yeah. did the same thing. Sorry. <laughs> I do it too. Yeah, we had you here episode nine. So 19 episodes ago. Yeah, back in November. Yeah. It's been a while. Well, a long while. Yeah. I'm, I mean, as fast as time goes, it, yeah. you think about it. It's hard to believe all those months have gone by. Yeah, it feels like we've been doing the podcast for like years. <laughs> I guess because we do it every week. I mean, that's right. Yeah. Um. So we're we're doing it so often that it feels like we're just constantly doing it. I mean, it's over half a year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, week twenty seven was actually the six month mm-hmm. mark. The first week we actually did two. We did one on I think uh, was it a Tuesday, and then we did one on the Wednesday. I forget. We yeah, did, we did two back to back at the beginning of the lockdown, right? Yeah, yeah. It must have been uh, if it was six months ago. That would be August. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm. And um, we haven't been a company for that long, so this has sort of been part of our whole. Our lifespan, really, doing the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we were uh, less than a year as a company when we started, so. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. It's now it's deeply ingrained into the. <laughs> You're stuck. <laughs> yeah. No getting out now. We have to start putting, like, as a line item on clients' uh, prices, yeah. like, yeah, this podcast uh, allowance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's four hours, uh, eight, eight man hours a week, every week. <laughs> I know. We'll see if we can get away with that. Yeah, yeah, I doubt it. It's hard enough as it is. And Keith is kind of like a local celebrity here on the podcast, yeah. right? He's here. He's been here twice. Yeah, He's been featured time. at uh, John John Peters, right? Yeah. yeah. Part of the small uh, local network of yeah. people that we know. It's a good little network, man. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the good guys. Yeah, and getting like getting into the whole clubhouse thing, I've actually you know realized that there's like a lot of people in this area. I I. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know a lot of the people that are on there. So um, it's interesting to meet sort of all these people that are in like Long Island. And um, we'll, we'll ask a little bit a little bit later, but you're going up to the Catskills this weekend yep. for uh, a little event. So yeah. we'll talk about that. I know some of those people are going to be there. Yep. Cool. I guess uh, it's St. Patrick's Day. We didn't, oh, say, we yeah. didn't say that yet, did we? No. Uh, happy see, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll wearing see green. that. Wearing I'm green. wearing green. Yeah, see, I... Listen, I was up at 345 this morning. <laughs> I was working at 415 at my house. Um, I got home. I can't top that. And I got... Did I get... No, I got dressed before. I got dressed when I originally went out. I got home and I was like, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. I should put on one of my green shirts. And I was like, eh, no, I'm not changing. <laughs> There might be green letters on it. Are you wearing a... No, this is my this is my Keep Craft Alive oh, shirt. Okay, yeah, there's no green on that one. I said it's green street. It's, we don't... Yeah. You're good all year. Yeah. There's green on the glass. That's true. That'll work. You I didn't actually... bring green beer, did you? No. <laughs> well, I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah. I, I guess have... they probably do sell that now, yeah. like at the store. I haven't seen it. No? I, I figure one of these shirts. craft breweries would come, would come out with it. Yeah, green and brown. So I and on any given day, chances are fifty fifty. I'll be wearing a green shirt. Yeah, I've got the green and the gray. And oh. uh, this is nice. We're mm. getting right into the beer of the week. Oh yeah, it's St. Patty's Day. 
Oh, yeah. If this is what I think it is. Yeah. Nice. I was uh, I was trying to guess if you were going to bring like an Irish beer or not. Beautiful. And there's more. <laughs> and they are nice and cold. We uh we can't seem to tune our fridge to cold enough to get beer really cold, but not too cold to freeze everything in there. Yeah, We've had a couple warm fridges, that's why. Had a couple explosions. And Keith is the official bottle opener maker of the podcast. You know, Keith, you probably don't know this, but uh, as a guest, you get one of our official parting gifts. The empty bottles? No, one of these glasses. <laughs> Does five? that sound like us? <laughs> yeah. Wait, we get five cents each? Got to take your own recycling home. No, you, you get the official American Craftsman podcast glass. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Okay. Yeah. Cheers with, with the bad arm. Happy yeah. St. Patty's. St. Patty's Day. I love Smittix. Oh, the, yeah. Well, we, we've been talking about the beer like everyone knows what, what's yeah, out. Yeah. Um, so Keith brought Smittix Red Ale. Uh, it's spelled like Smithwicks, yeah. Yeah. but pronounced Smittix. Smittix and Sons, Ireland. Irish made Red Ale. Ruby Red Brew with a gentle hot bitterness and a sweet malt finish. It's delicious. It's good. Yeah. Really hit the spot. It's like a burger beer. Like yeah. Beer. Yeah. This is like a good choice. Like when you go to like a, a bar or a restaurant, specifically, like you said, like with food, like, and you're going to have a draft beer and they don't really have like a good selection, like, and they have Smittix, it's always a good one to go, go with. Yeah. There's a place in uh, Long Branch I go to, or I used to go to a lot with one of my old bosses and uh, the Celtic Cottage. Celtic Long Branch. Cottage. We go out there all the time and they've got these really good, like, Fries like chips. Oh, like the, the round. Yeah, yeah, those are it good. Pub, really good. You go there pub get, fries or something. They yeah. call them. I think. Yeah, get a nice black and tan or something, and a burger and some fries. Yeah. yeah. Where in Long Branch is that? Uh, it's down by West End. Oh, okay. Hmm. I think I don't know the I don't know like West End that you it's know we used to work in Long Branch, but cop kind of bar. Yeah. 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 Nothing oh. like a beer and a burger. Yeah, that's that a hit spot. spot. I've had a long day, so beer's good. You got the new house, right? Yeah. Um, we closed on Monday. So I've been there Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, this morning. I'm not going back tonight. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I, I can't. I got to go home. I'll get the podcast up. And then tomorrow morning, I'm going to get my second vaccine. So um, I got to leave around here like 6 so I don't see myself going over before that, but it's not out of the it's question. It's been known to happen. Yeah, I was over there at 4.15 this morning. I saw that. Yeah. It's early. I, I got no choice. I have to I have to get stuff done over there. So it is what it is. Yeah. That's a young man's game. It is. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling him. I was about 40 when we moved here. And maybe I was 39. And it was... I'd come out on the weekends from New York and I'd sleep in the, in the house and do all the stuff he's doing now, tearing out the wallpaper yeah. and the rugs. And, and then I had, because I was a teacher, I had the summer off 
Oh, cool. We wound up moving in in July, um, but I didn't work even after we moved in. I was, you know, just working in the house. And we had the refrigerator out on the porch for like, Three months, like the Beverly Hillbillies, you know, we used to... Like, who are these New Yorkers that just moved <laughs> in exactly. with the fridge on the porch? Well, you know, I had to take everything out of the kitchen. And what yeah. was I going to do until we got, you know, everything situated? I didn't want to get new appliances, so I put the old refrigerator out on the porch. You pick up for later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my problem is, like, um, you know, my wife works, and so she works at a salon, and she owns a yoga studio, so she's teaching yoga, and I have, we have a son, so it's like we got to juggle all both three schedules and our son. So it's like I can only get over there at select times. You know, this morning she had a class at six thirty, so like I had to, I had to be home by six o'clock. Yeah. So I I don't have a lot of time to spend over there. So I got every little uh, time slot I can fit in. I just and the problem is you can't work up ahead of steam. It's like I'm over there for an hour. You can only get so much done in an hour. Like the first. 15 minutes you're kind of bumbling around and trying to get set up. And so if I can get like a full day in there, maybe Saturday, I think I can knock out everything I need to, but you know, it's a, it's a process. Yeah. Never ending. You'll look back on this time in 15 years and chuckle when you're in your next house. (laughs) (laughs) Your next house. You'll be like, Hey, remember when we did this 15 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Well, interest rates just went up. Yeah, I saw that on the news because yeah. we just refinanced and Jeff just got his mortgage. So we really yeah. got in. Yeah. yeah, I got in uh, 2016. We got mm-hmm. a new house. Mm-hmm. We got really good rates with the BA. That's good. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think we got like 3% or maybe a little bit less. And I saw my wife said that they're up to like three and a quarter now. Which I mean, you're talking quarters of percents. It's I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, on a you know a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We had a we got in at like three and a quarter, three fifteen, and then we get these things now with the VA. They'll send out everything once in a while, like oh you know redo your interest rate down mm-hmm. to two point eight five or something. Mm-hmm. It's not even worth it with the closing costs and other yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, it was how long of a process for you? Three months. Yeah. I mean, we got it at two and five eighths mm-hmm. and it took so long that it actually had gone up. But we, you know, my <laughs> wife, she's tenacious. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. I want yeah. that rate. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we were at like 2.8 and then, you know, because yeah. this whole, it was a nightmare with this house where it was like, okay, you guys are up and then no, oh wait, no, the original buyers still have it. And so we went back and forth. Say, didn't you like lose it? For a week and then mm-hmm. yeah, back. so the whole story was like back in November, we uh, we went and looked at the house, we put in an offer, and they took another offer. So then um, we said, "All right, listen, if it falls through, we'll be the backup offer. We'll give you full full asking price." So February rolls around, and we get a call from our agent, and she says, "Oh, um, you know, the buyers at thirty seven Bellevue, they're having a hard time." Just give away my address. Having a hard time. <laughs> have to bleep that out. out. You know where to find me. 213 Wilson Avenue. Um, what town was that? Yeah. Um, buyers are having a hard time getting a mortgage. So, or they're not going to be able to get a mortgage. Buyers can't get a mortgage. So, uh, so we put in an offer, which was 10K less than asking. And they said, okay, 
we'll get the contract signed or something, something to that effect. Then we're waiting, waiting, waiting. It was like maybe a week. They said, oh, um, actually, we're still contractually obligated with the original buyers. We don't want to kill the deal because of legal reasons. Uh, Thursday at noon is the, you know, we'll, we'll be out. So Thursday at noon rolls around. Rob knows I'm like, we're calling everybody. <laughs> no answer. This is for like another week. Yeah, they dragged it out. My wife's calling the selling agent, calling our real estate attorney, our agent. Nobody's giving us an answer. We finally get an answer. Oh, oh, our real estate attorney finally was able to contact their attorney, and she sent an email saying, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, but they're doing a cash deal now. So we're like, mother. Well, they were stringing him along. So to broker this cash deal and to try and keep it with the same people. Um, Then, I don't know, a week later, I get an email. No, we get a text from our, our agent on a Friday that said, listen, get all the mortgage stuff in order. I'm not going to say anything until I know this like super cryptic text. And we're like, what the hell is Karen talking about? Mm -hmm. So then on like Tuesday, she finally gets back to us and says, uh, cash deal fell through. Um, we're going into attorney review, blah, blah, blah. So yesterday we finally closed. It was, uh, yeah, it was like two weeks ago, maybe, or three weeks ago. So it was a super fast between, uh, attorney review and closing, but. That's great. There's a homeowner. Yeah. Congratulations. Welcome to the Thanks. Yeah. yeah. The work has begun. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> we were in our last house for, for like six years, and then we got the bug to move to Howell, and one of our friends was out there. We in uh, I think we put it on the market in September, like September of 2016, September 1st, and we were in our new house by November 16th. Wow. Yeah, because typically it's Ooh. like what a sixty yeah. to ninety day kind of yeah. closing we sold, period. We sold our own house, so it was by seller. We didn't have an agent or anything. Nice. We got lucky. And the the day we put it on the market, we had an offer. That's and, like and, now, and that was it. And it was it was great. The girl loved it. Her cousin lived like four houses down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we yeah, our biggest problem was finding a house that we liked in hell. Wow. My in laws are literally across the street in the identical house. They're two of the same houses built in like 1923. Oh, nice. Like literally identical. The only difference is ours has a, uh, the house was either moved at some point or it used to be on like a crawl space and they dug it out and put in a full basement. But literally like the layout of the house, you walk in and it's, they're just mirror images of one another. Hmm. It'd be easy for the kid to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Because he goes there, there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So That's good. Got babies, babysitters right across the street. Yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to put some, like, speed bumps on that street. We're going to go out there in the middle of the night and lay some tar. Yeah. And uh, speeding. Put a six by six and, and like, <laughs> tap con it into the street. <laughs> Cut, like a, like, a 45 on either side. Get some of those neon turtles, you know, kid playing in the street. Yeah. Put them in the middle of the street. Yeah, exactly. Luckily, he's pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> but people drive so poorly. Yeah, and people use that as like a cut through because it's it's right on 36 um, and Leonardville over here. I don't know if you know Leonardville, yeah. but, you know, people come down that road and then turn to get back out to go onto 36. So um, it's not, not too bad, but just something to think about. Yeah, yeah we'll put some gates up. 
We lived on a maid road in our last house. It was the straight shot from Route 35 to um, Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. So at the end of our road is con- was Convention Hall. So oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was great. You could ride your bike to the mm-hmm. beach. You know, it took, you know, it's only like maybe a mile. I think less than a mile. And we would walk there, you know, many a times. But during the summer, traffic, yeah, you know, it would take you 10 minutes to pull out of your driveway. Even here on 36, the traffic going down to Sandy Hook is... Oh, yeah. I went to uh, Home Depot in, in Hazlitt one day this summer, and the traffic was backed up at Harmony Road, which is like... Or in Middle Road, um, which is... I don't know. It's got to be, what, five, eight miles north? Yeah. yeah. And the beach is still... I mean, it's not that close. It's close, right. but it's not that close. Yeah. So it backs up. Early Sundays, I used to live in Highlands and Sandy Hook would close. They would reach capacity and it would just back up from the bridge all the way to like uh, Atlantic Highlands, like almost like where where we bought the house. Um, And we would shop on Sundays, go grocery shopping. So we would have to leave super early and be able to get back home before the traffic would back up. Crazy. So it's nice living at the beach, but it it also sucks. We got tired of it. We moved out. <laughs> we moved to like it was like a different state. Asbury is crazy now. Between like you look at Asbury Park is very crowded. There's lots of tourists. There's mm-hmm. the beach, and then you look at Howell, and it's like farms and people have you know your neighbors have goats and you know it's you got it's, you got any animals? Two dogs. No, I mean animals. Animals. No. <laughs> An eight year old does that count? I was gonna say got kids. <laughs> eight year old. Yeah. Well, they'll be eight in April. No. But yeah. Wow. No civilized animals. <laughs> No, not yet. <laughs> that was me. When we moved out here from Brooklyn, I thought this was the country. I thought, yeah, I'm going to grow all my own vegetables. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You realize how much work it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. You know that show Green Acres? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Green me. Green Acres I, is the place. The funniest part was I didn't even know how to start a lawnmower. I didn't know it had the, the tension release for the blade. So I'm like yanking on it and like... <laughs> It's almost starting. It's almost starting. That's why your shoulder's messed up. It probably <laughs> dates all the way back then. I I bring my brand new lawnmower back to the Home Depot because that was the only store out here then. And some kid comes, you know, teenager basically comes out to my truck and he's like, oh, let me take a look at it. And he pulls the, the release thing in and starts first pull. It fires up. <laughs> he's like. And he didn't it's know fine. that I didn't know what I was doing. He's like, huh, yeah, well, there you go. Like, he didn't know I was a, a mentally yeah. challenged uh, <laughs> urbanite. Yeah. It's like, oh, you pull that bar in. I guess lawn, I, you were lawn challenged. They didn't yes. teach you that in Texas? No. Not much grass in Texas. No. At least no. where you were, I guess. Yeah, a lot of hay. Yeah. I, was, I hauled hay, but I didn't have anything to do with cutting it. It was already in the bale. <laughs> Uh, you ever haul hay? You see the hay bales out there in Howell? I have. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Is when I, I uh, was stationed all over the place. Oh, okay. When I first, I was stationed at Fort uh, Riley, Kansas. My first minute that I pulled on, I saw tractors baling hay. And I'm like, this is definitely not New Jersey. <laughs> it's just <laughs> on post baling hay. Yeah. 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 In, in Texas, at least central Texas, where I was in high school, uh, it's like a rite of passage job to haul hay because um, 
the bales weigh a certain amount right. and you have two kids up in the flatbed and then you have two kids down in the field who would toss the bales up. Okay. And so it's, it's hard labor. It takes a lot of upper body strength. Yeah. And uh, so these are rectangular bales. Yeah. They're rectangular bales and you wear gloves cause it's got wire yeah, holding yeah. them yeah. together. Um, it's hard work and you get the, you know, you got your shirt off cause you know, you got to, Showing off all your muscles. I was gonna say it's not those round bales because no. those things are humongous. Yeah, those are, yeah. Like yeah. like eight feet across. <laughs> like sixty. Like how, wait a minute, how are they picking those up? <laughs> you got all that hay scratching oh, your yeah. head. Oh. Yeah, sneezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I had to prove my worth, you know, being a city boy that yeah. I could do it. There you go. <laughs> Otherwise, you had to rumble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, better get to the tool of the week before yeah. I forget. We get sidetracked easily. Yeah. So you may have seen, I've been posting about these on Instagram. Um, this brand like sort of just came across my Instagram feed a couple weeks ago. It's uh, Montana brand tools. Um, so they make everything out in Montana and they, uh, you know, they specialize in drill bits and drivers. So this is their, I'll try and get it on camera. They're uh, 25, I think. Yeah. 25 piece drill and driver set. So this has uh Six Brad Point bits. These Brad Point bits are they're really nice. Um, I was drilling a bunch of holes in walnut with them yesterday, and they were super clean. But um, this right here, I forget what they're calling this. It's a um, so on one side is a driver bit, and they give you different bits that you can change out. I have a Phillips in here now, and this piece actually flips around, and it has the countersink on the other side. Oh, that's nice. And it just locks in. You put it into your drill and you have both, you know, with you at all times. Now, come to find out, when I started as a trim carpenter, like I used to see a lot of the old timers had something like this. And uh, on a post today, someone was saying, oh, yeah, my father had one that was a, a craftsman like that. And Montana Tool commented, they actually made them for craftsmen, like before they started the company, Montana wow. Tool. So they've been around for a long time. They have one too that takes like a um, a self-centering hinge bit and a driver on the other side, so you okay. can do your hinge, you know, your hinge plates and stuff, or uh, you know, butt hinges on a door. But pretty cool. That's neat. Yeah, all made in Montana, made in the USA. This hat, so this twenty-five uh, piece set has the uh, six Brad Point bits, half inch, three eighths, five sixteenths, quarter, three sixteenths, and eighth. It has that uh, four-in-one, I think they call it, um, drill-driver nice. combo. Yeah. Two more sizes, a countersink for that. They give you extra drill bits. One, two, three, four, six different bits. A, uh, a one-two Phillips, one-two square, and looks like a 15 out of 20 Torx, and two tapered plug cutters. This is like 25 bucks or something. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, nice case, got... Metal pin for the hinge, which is something I always look at. Yeah. Like, I have a Makita thing like this that I keep in my, uh, you want to check it out, in my yeah. um, install kit. And it was more expensive than that. And it's, like, it's so chintzy. The little clips are, like, this, like, brittle plastic. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's hard to find a nice, like, little combo that's kit nice like that. That's Yeah, the plug cutters. Mm. Yeah, and those, they have that centering thing. So you can actually use them with like a hand drill and uh, it doesn't walk all over the place. Yeah, that's, that's handy. But yeah, you guys check them out. Montana brand tools. 
We like it because it's uh, good and also because it's made here in the States. Yeah. Yeah, and it's priced. I mean, super fair. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. It's a nice little thing, especially if you're, like, going out on a job site, keep it in the truck or something like that because it's, it's got all the little basic stuff in yeah. there. Yeah, I, I mean, I really like these Brad Point bits for the uh, drill press. Yeah. Yeah, they cut nice and clean. I got a similar kit as well. Yeah, yours, I think, has what? Regular drill bits in it. Yeah, yeah. Jeff got the, he snagged those Brad Points. Of course he did. How, how well, I like said, that? which one do you want? He said, you pick it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Don't ever say that. That's, yep. No. <laughs> you I'm set yourself take, up for that I'm one. I'm going to take whichever one's yeah. the best. Yeah. I, I knew Jeff would appreciate it more than me. Well, we, we had been talking about getting some Brad Point bits. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm totally, totally stoked on these. Even just giving you the extra bits. Yeah, that's a nice classy touch, right? Like another company that we like, I won't say who, <laughs> to get, because I break, I break the bits all the time in the self-centering, um, self-centering bits. It's like 20 bucks to get three replacement bits so i just end up buying i have i think what 13 of those self-centering bits because it's cheaper to just to buy the three pack right than to buy the drill bits so it's nice they give you you know give you the bits and um i don't know they're yeah. seem like a good company yeah yes check them out montana brand tools yeah <laughs> montana we'll have to work on that not a sponsor I mean, they sent us. They sent us that for free. Yeah, okay. fully, fully disclosed. Full disclosure. Yeah, full disclosure. <laughs> but we still, we we like it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I would buy one to trade out for that Makita. Mm-hmm. I'll give yeah. that to like, uh, I was gonna say my wife, but no, I'll take it home and use it as the house. Yeah, you know, I got like a crappy drill at, at home. Well, it's actually it's not crappy, but <laughs> it's been downgraded to house duty. Yeah. Okay. You have tools like that? Uh, I'm in my house, so yeah. all tools are. Dual purpose. Yeah, all you got to do is walk out to the shop. I know, but I'm, you know me, I got to have tools in inside the house. Yeah, saw stop inside and out here too. No, (laughs) (laughs) we got to fix up that garage. I got. We could have Green Street Satellite location. That's right. Not got. That's before he gets his kitchen. We're fixing up that garage. Yeah, why not? Well, here's the problem. It needs to be reframed in some parts, and framing lumber is too expensive right now. It really is. Like, we were just talking about that we were, this morning. I was going to sheet the walls in my shop. I mean, it's just sheetrock. Yeah. I mean, we did the insulation last year, I think, or the year before, and it really helped. But, you know, I wanted some, something a little different on the walls. Mm-hmm. Now I've got this quarter-inch plywood, which is, you know, it's not great. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything, really, except make it look nice. So I wanted to change it out and put plywood up or OSB and, I mean, even a sheet of OSB now is like forty dollars. That's where insane. It used to be like a four by eight sheet used to be about twenty four. Yeah, and I think there were times before, even like going back maybe ten years, where they were like less than like fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I went to look at price it out. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not doing that anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, we've been lucky. I haven't really noticed much of a difference in like the uh, finished ply, but no, the uh, the building materials are insane. Yeah. Two by fours. I, I see people selling uh, framing material on like Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. They're like, I got two by six by 16s, $20 a piece. <laughs> yeah. You see, now you know it's artificially raised because. Oh, yeah. Our stuff is coming from the same places like, you know, the 
the Warehouser and Georgia Pacific, they're making all that same plywood and our prices haven't really been impacted like that. Do they though? Do they make that? Yeah, the big companies. The veneers, they make oh, the veneer stuff? I, that I, I guess I I shouldn't say. I I shouldn't say that they do for sure. I, I don't know one way or another. I, I just think, I never thought of it that way. I think they do. Like yeah. the places like Atlantic, Plywood and everything like that, their big deal is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it only goes to show you that they need more, you know, this is what people are buying. Yeah. So they jacked those prices They're seizing up. the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. home and doing work, you know, projects, home projects. I did that shed ramp mm-hmm. and I couldn't find two by sixes for like the frame. I ended up using two by fours and doubling them up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I now have since bought two by sixes to, you know, do it at in the spring, change it out. But, you know, I had to have something for the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Like we built a deck and uh, it must have been. Right before everything got real expensive, because it was actually, it was reasonable. Yeah, it was like, I don't know, $2,500 in material or something. That was for pressure treated, you know, a lot of two by 12s, 10, uh, 12s, eights. That's including all the hangers and everything and all the the decking. Um, Was it wet? Oh, yeah, always is. Yeah, I mean, like John and I were talking about it, and I... Was you know you drill in and then yeah. just water like, comes the out. water comes the out water yeah. just comes out the screw goes halfway through the board well, the, we call it water it's just poison yeah, <laughs> yeah. water with quotation marks yeah. around it liquid. liquid yeah yeah I saw a thing like uh, people that like the people that work at Home Depot aren't allowed to cut pressure treated because of like OSHA regulations like it's it's literally that bad it's terrible for yeah. you yeah they're really really wet and they're heavy too yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember some of those two by twelves? Twenty foot two by twelves. Yeah, I've got ten foot two by sixes in the in my garage, and they're all standing up because some of them are warped. But you can see, like you know, it's starting to get Puddle. wet. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's probably all going down to the bottom. Yeah, that's why I'll just cut it off at that point. Yeah, Good we thinking. got lucky with that that material. I think. Yeah, yeah, we got it from builders. I mean, it was yeah, it was good quality. A lot of the stuff was really straight and. Um, we didn't go to the box store for it. We went to, you know, like a local lumber yard. That's where you got to go. Really. Yeah. And they, you know, drop it off for free. The guy snaked right where your truck is. <laughs> he dropped it like off of a, yeah. a flatbed. Really? He was able yeah. to get the thing back there and get it turned around and, and just drop the whole stack right yeah, there. Yeah, I backed in this time. I wasn't pulling in again. Uh, Did you pull oh. in the one driveway and then... No, if you I pull just, in. There was no one behind me on the road. Oh so. uh, yeah, if you pull in this driveway, you got the little now. loop now. Oh, you do. Yeah, oh, you didn't tell me that. He, he rented a bobcat. Nice. Yeah, and I'm gonna be getting more stone in the next month or so, so I can really uh, finish it off. Better hope they didn't raise the prices of stone. Oh yeah, everything's probably. <laughs> it's like they're, they're already like, well, talking the about uh, raising the gas prices. They're saying, well, you know, people are gonna be traveling now. Yeah, then well, yeah, that's the way restrictions. So look for those gas prices to be going up. Yep. Just stop driving so much. <laughs> Walk everywhere. Ridiculous. Easy fix. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, where are we? We're at the grape of the week. Yeah. You know, it's like life is so good. I feel guilty about having a gripe. But um, you have one. Well, you know, I have a lot. I mean, just talking five minutes ago, yeah, two we were, seconds ago. We were, we're griping, griping right, before the, right before the show. I could easily say, you know, opportunistic price gouging is my gripe oh, of yeah. the week. Um you know, it's it 
it's tough on the working man. We're just trying to do things. You know, if you're the, the poor guy that's lost his job or had his hours cut because of the quarantine, he's home, he wants to do something around the house, save some money. But now the price of two by fours and, yeah. you know, OSB is through the roof. Yep. Um, and so there's my gripe. That's what it is. Right, Jeff? Price gouging. Price opportunistic price gouging yeah. like uh, uh how many of you got uh, rolls of toilet paper in the garage you know oh, and yeah. stuff like that and you got a pretty big not stockpile, stockpile but <laughs> you got a stockpile well you know no, my wife just bought it she just buys the big one anyway that's us we <laughs> jeff goes down to the basement he goes you got any batteries <laughs> what do you think the first time got like D down? batteries in there? Who, who keeps those around? It's not even anything that uses those you gotta anymore. You got to go out to the store to get those. Yeah. <laughs> what did you we got Hess trucks in the attic. <laughs> what did you think first time you saw my battery supply? Down yeah, man. And they were good batteries too. Not like yeah. the Kodak ones that no. come in like a package of 24 for like, like a dollar. <laughs> we have every battery made down there in large supply. Really? <laughs> yeah. Not the big box store brand stuff. Too, no. Either. I have like Sunbeam or like whatever's cheap. BJ's or Costco brand. Yeah. yeah. So like the, you know, the remote in the living room needs batteries like every month because they're so bad. <laughs> you got Joe's discount battery. They got to like hit, hit the remote to get it to work. <laughs> That's like when I was a, a youngster playing music in New York. Um, the guitar pedals were all nine volt batteries. They still are, but back then we had to put batteries in them. We didn't have these big daisy chains uh, and fancy power supplies. Um, so it would we would buy these knockoff Duracells on the street. In New York, you could get knockoff anything. Uh, anything. Yeah. You know, and you get them for 99 cents, but it would be like Duracell at 1L or something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> With an O. Energizer. <laughs> yeah. Energizer. <laughs> but, you know, so there's always plenty to gripe about. Oh, yeah. um, but we got it good, the three of us mm-hmm. and everybody out there. So um, may have to revisit the gripe of the week, start talking about what's good in the yeah. What's what was the high point of the week? Something good, you know. The ungripe. The ungripe of the week. Yeah. It may be time for a, a, a maybe like a layout uh shift. Yeah, layout change. Yeah. yeah. You know, half half a year in. Yeah. That's a that's a good idea. So if, if you guys got uh, out there listen have any suggestions, give them to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot no, let, yeah, let us know. That we had the book of the week. You know what? Yeah. Is that Shaper book in here? Yeah, the Shaper book I brought inside oh, so okay. that I can start reading it. Well, we'll talk about it next week. It's yeah. Just, essentially just your uh, instruction manual for no. your new... No, it's literally <laughs> called The Shaper Book. Yeah. It's just... Uh, it may, might not be relevant for a lot of guys because just a lot of people don't run Shapers, I guess, yeah. but... It's a Taunton um, Press book. Yeah, which those Taunton Press books are great. They're just like straight to the point. Like I sat down <laughs> two times and read the read the whole book. It's just real factual. There's no fluff. It's just like, this is a shaper. These are the parts. Here's how you use it. Here's how to not lose your hand. And <laughs> I am the shaper. I am sharp. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, did you see that big bit that was sitting up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's. I personally never used a shaper. We never really used them either. No, not a big one like this. We've had little ones. Yeah. With just like router bits. Yeah, it's router basically bits a fancy them. router table. Okay. We never but ran. But it's, you know, an inch and a quarter instead of a half inch. 
So you can spin obscenely large. Make the one in there is it's like yeah. six inch diameter. Yeah, it's when you turn that thing on and that it's intimidating. Things start spinning. It's yeah, it's a little scary. Riders for me are always the the most like a lot of people would say, oh, the table saw is the most intimidating. I would say the router table, router bits, shapers. That's just a lot of metal <laughs> yeah. spinning at a, a high velocity, you know? It's yeah, just, like the, the rim speed on some of these big bits. So, like, that that machine goes up to 10,000 RPMs. Now, that's at the, I guess, the center, or let's just say it's the outside of the inch and a quarter spindle. Well, you get three inches away from that at the edge of the bit, the rim speed is actually way more. I don't know the mathematics behind yeah. it, but it's like, you're talking like in the 20,000, 30,000 RPMs. It's a lot. Yeah. That's fast. Like a bicycle wheel. Yeah. All right. So well, as you guys know, Keith is here joining us. Yep. Um, thanks for having me back. Appreciate oh, it. thanks for coming. Yeah. You drove Same all the way in. I couldn't yeah. have passed up on that. <laughs> yeah. You brought us to Smittics. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to have a guest who's generous like Keith. Try. You know, brings the beer, brings the opener. Yeah. The thing's been getting good use. We ha- we haven't had a bottle in in a couple weeks. Yeah, but. we've been on the can kick lately, but we've had that bottle opener out plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tim brought he brought a couple different beers yeah. and uh we got two weeks out of that. Yeah, if we didn't have a guest this week, we would have been drinking the other one that's in there. <laughs> Like, what do you mean? We don't have to leave the shop to go get beer? We'll yeah. have this one. Yeah. Jeff, quarantine. Was there a quarantine going on? Jeff and I didn't know there was Apparently. a quarantine. Yeah, I actually have my first, like, social function coming up since this whole thing. In May, um, I, well, I won't say because I, I don't think this guy listens to the podcast, but a friend's birthday is coming up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I probably just gave it away if he does. Uh I, I highly doubt he listens to the podcast, but yeah, I got a an invite to like a surprise party, and I'm like, man, this will be like the first time I'm going out for like a some kind of social yeah, thing in yeah. a long time. I don't miss it. I miss the events, so you know, Workbench Con and mm-hmm. Maker Camp and like all these other events. We get together with like minded people and just you know shoot the crap and just talk up shop and. You know, just interact. Right. Well, it's a perfect segue. Why don't you tell us uh, where you're headed this weekend? This weekend, I'm headed up to the Blackthorn Resort in the Catskills up in East Durham, uh, New York. And they're doing a hammering blacksmithing event. And they're going to be doing a, I think they're going to be doing an event, something different, or maybe just a hammering every month up until October, which is the actual maker camp. So I'm looking forward to that. And the maker camp was canceled last year, but the year before I went and it was just, it was a blast. I had so much fun, met all these different people and it was just a good time. Yeah. We were in a clubhouse like uh, right before we started uh, earlier and they were talking about uh, who's in there. Uh, Luke. Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not Lucas man. Luke, uh, who does the blacksmithing. I don't know his last name. Smith, maybe. Okay. His wife is. They do the um, uh, May for Makers. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know him very well, but uh, I he he was saying he's going to be up there, and then they were talking about Maker Camp, and uh, like I I was telling you, I would I would totally be going this weekend if it wasn't for just buying this house, and I got to be in there. 
doing all kinds of work, but uh, I'm interested in maybe going to to Maker's Camp. It was it was great. I mean, it was, and it's not expensive. Like if you go to, um, you know, some of these other woodworking events, mm-hmm. they get pricey. You know, you get airfare, mm-hmm. hotels, and, and just the event itself are pricey. Yeah, Workbench Con, like it's like a thousand dollar weekend, e- easy or more, uh, yeah. most likely. Yeah, more. yeah. What Depends goes on, where on at Maker's from. Camp? Um, last year they had just different stations set up. You know, they had, uh, Steve Pellegrino was, um, making knives. They had a couple people doing blacksmithing. Um, Ellen Durkin was doing blacksmithing. She's an amazing blacksmith and, uh, a couple people teaching weldings, people doing, um, like turning with wood and Paul Jackman was down there and he was doing stuff. So, I mean, they were doing learning how to turn pens, you know, so it's something from even, you know, from turning a pen to, you know, welding and blacksmithing a, or forging a knife. You yeah. Know? So it's, it was, uh, it was a really interesting, fun weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. What's the format? Is it like sort of free form where you just walk around? Yeah, or? It, was, it was free form. It was just kind of, if you wanted to just hang out then you just hung out, mm-hmm. you know, and then it was fun because, you know, a couple other people were just, like starting to do their own little thing, but not part of the right the bigger deal. But they were just doing their own little thing. Like someone was making, I think it was Jimmy Dress's sister was starting to make jewelry. Hmm. So everybody was starting to like get in on that too. It was just you know it's a very collaborative, creative weekend, and it was that's it cool, was fun. How many like how many people are there? I think there was it depended on the day because you can go up for like a day or the mm-hmm. weekend. I did the weekend. Say maybe around 100, 150, maybe. It's a lot of people. Yeah. Maybe that much. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a workbench con. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still. I don't know how many people were at workbench con. Yeah. Maybe 500. I don't know. Yeah. When I went. It's hard to judge. I went, not this last year, I went the year before. And it was okay. It's all right. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about it in Clubhouse because uh, Johnny, Johnny Law's. Shop maybe so I bu- I'm butchering people's names constantly as to what they're <laughs> got a business to run. It's all right, Jim. Um, it's all right, Jim. No problem. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Law and a couple other guys. They're like they want to bring something like that to the West Coast. They've been kicking around. Mm. We've been talking about like what did you like about Workbench Con? What did, did you not like? Like I wanted more class time. The classes were great, but then there was like three hours a day where you're supposed to just like walk around and like talk to people like. I already met everybody. Yeah, like, there's only 12, 12 sponsors here. Yeah. How many times can I walk yeah. around this thing? Take my business card uh, again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not even I'm not even interested in talking to you at all as it is. Like, I'm here to learn. Mm-hmm. So can we just, like, add another class? Yep. That way I don't have to, like, try and mingle for two hours. So the, the one year I was going to go, I didn't, I went to WorkbenchCon, and I didn't go to um, SpringMake. And I was like, all right, you know, maybe next year. And then I was going to go to WorkbenchCon. I said, you know what? I'm not going to go to WorkbenchCon. I'm going to go to, I don't remember what they called this past year, but it wasn't spring. It was something a little different. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I'll do that. And then they canceled it because of COVID. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't get anything this year. But I do remember SpringMake was a lot more of the, um, it was Maker Summer School this year. That's what we're going to do. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember Make. hearing about that. And but it's that was just all you know. You go learn woodworking. You go learn 
the welding and metal and forging it. So there was a whole bunch of different, that was more classes. Yeah. You know, that's more hands-on learning. Um, it was a lot different, a very different format than uh, workbench guns. Yeah. Like with the internet, I don't need to be like face to face to communicate with, like if I wanted to, so they, if you don't know what WorkbenchCon is, it's like a, um, what would you call it? It's for, for content creation and how to, how to, um, basically the, the classes are focused around how to work with brands and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's a convention. It's, it's a convention. Yeah, yeah. It really is a convention. And you, you know, they have breakouts. Yeah. Four different things. So there's brands there. Um, Sawstop was there and Rockler, Woodcraft, Craig. Craig Jig, Total Boat Epoxy, um, Bessie. Bessie. Actually, no, they had Jorgensen when I was oh, there. Bessie was there when I was Yeah. Um, who else? Wall Control, Firm Grip Gloves, and Power Pro Screws. So, like, they all have these booths, and there's whatever, maybe 12 or 18 different brands. And um, I forget where I was going with this, but, you know, they expect you to mingle with these brands and talk to the reps and... I just go on Instagram and send you a message if I want to talk yeah. to you. Like, I don't need to get this Sometimes face. Sometimes it's good to get a little bit yeah. of a face-to-face, you know. But I, it's like three hours a day for three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you hit them up at least once every day, you know, they'll remember your name. Yeah. yeah. You, I didn't do much of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're talking about um, what goes on up there in the Catskills, and it made me think about, like, when I was in high school, we did stuff like that that they removed completely from the curriculum. What in Metal Shop... We made screwdrivers from scratch. They taught us how to temper the steel, yeah. how to turn the handles on a lathe, how to you know do all this yeah. stuff as a as a kid. And um, now there's just no place for this. Right. Uh, as you have to go up to the you know these things as an adult, and it's it's really a shame that we've lost um, this in the school system. Yeah, the trades, the trades are hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can't even find a kid to sweep the shop. No. Like, we've had some kids, but they just can't. How old is your kid? Two and a half. (laughs) He's got about another six years, probably, before he's going to be near sweeping. Yeah. We got, there have been a few that they're, the the spirit is willing, maybe, but the body is weak, or could it be the other way around? vice versa, yeah. No, yeah, the body's fine. The body's yeah, the body's willing. It, it could be our, you know, our expectations are pretty high. And I forget what it took to train the first two kids that I had. Yeah. I mean, the amount of hands-on time I spent with them. Right. And I don't think I have that type of energy anymore. <laughs> Do you even? It's, not even, it's not even called energy. It's patience. That's yeah. what it is. Like yeah. patience is just give me the broom. I'll do it. Yeah. And that, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Now. I get that sometimes with my son. I do. I, I get impatient. I'm like, I'll just do it. It's, it's like, fine. we'll only sweep t- every two weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to have the shop swept three and four times a week. And, um, the place was spotless. I'd leave, he'd come in, he'd put all my tools away, he'd sweep up, he'd vacuum everything. It was pristine in here. 
But it, it took a couple of years yeah. to get to that point. Yeah. Gotta groom them. Yeah. The last kid said, I keep sweeping, but the dust just keeps coming back. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Sweep harder. You think? <laughs> Are you sweeping the right direction on the yeah. mats? Right. <laughs> yeah, the mats have grooves on them. Oh, yeah. And he, he couldn't figure out, like, sweeping against the... Oh, the, the problem solving is... <laughs> I've noticed problem solving in yeah. today's younger generation is... Needs some work. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I was 13 or whatever, like I worked every, literally every day after school. Yeah. And yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel old saying like that kids aren't the same now, but cause I'm not that old. But. They're, they're, well, they're not, but I mean, they're really adept at all these things that are taking place on the computer and yeah. electronic devices that they just, they take to like a fish to water. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had it described to me that the kid who's correcting the parent on how to, you know, work the cell phone can't open the ham package, you know, because it's got like yeah. a zip lock on it yeah. or something. Like, what is that? Yeah. And that's not. Can't a, you just text me the ham? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a joke. That was a real story. To get into the ham. <laughs> yeah, you got to make a TikTok video about how yeah. to open the package. Yeah. Then they'll uh, then they'll learn. I'll just do a YouTube video. Oh God! Um, I did our first Instagram reel today. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, you know I, I guess is the hot thing right now. A little late to the party. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, posting on Instagram for me is very hard every day because it's not what I do full time. Yeah, so it's hard to like find something to post mm-hmm. every day. It's hard, and we do it full time. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes, you know what it is. It's like what. What is cool to other people, like if you do, if you build furniture every day, like what I think is cool is different than people that just like kind of follow it as like a hobby or follow it just because they like it. Like this is all just kind of pedestrian to us because it's what we do all the time. Right. So um, it's hard for me to find something that I find interesting to put up and it's hard to get past that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to put something up that I don't find interesting because just I think that other up. people, yeah, right. It like just feels plane, kind of fake. The plane shaving, the curls off the, Oh I mean, God. Yeah. We, that's just stuff we had to sweep up. That's yeah. what that is. <laughs> like every now and then that's cool. But like if I mean, <laughs> the lights coming in through the window and, and the, the bronze yeah, yeah. is glistening on the plane, it's like, I might snap a shot and put it up, but yeah, I'm not curating pic- walking around the shop trying to curate a yeah. picture it's just it's, it's not real life a lot of it's regurgitating it too yeah back in the day like you can go and look at some of these bigger accounts and you just you know you quickly scroll through and you're gonna see the same photo mm-hmm. like seven eight times you know, well that guy that rob is uh, referring to it's like just an iteration of the same picture every two days for three weeks like a curl coming off of a chisel yeah. like that's okay. like a fibonacci spiral like okay we've all seen that but, you know, he's got like 275,000 followers. Yeah, I mean, yesterday. So it's working. Yeah. <laughs> I had a plane down 32 slats, two sides. So 64. That's not. <laughs> that's just work. Yeah. That's three years <laughs> worth of Instagram posts. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, my fingers were starting to hurt. You know, yeah. it's like, when am I going to get through this stack? That's what it, it's. That's the difference. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like today, uh, so I was making, they're over there, the shaper templates for these these glue-ups over here. And um, so I was bending a piece of Azek to try and get this one-inch offset. We had the steam thing out again. And uh, I had this um, this outside radius. It's uh, a straight run and then two four-inch um, corners, four-inch radius corners, and then two straight runs. And I couldn't get a tape on it, obviously, because I don't have a, we don't have a flat tape in here or whatever. So I took a piece of blue tape and put it on it and trimmed it. And then I put it on the piece of Azex so I cut it to length. And I'm like, man, that's a really good tip. But I don't have time to stop everything I'm doing (laughs) and say, hey, guys, I got a new tip for you today. If you want to measure it, I just had to get it done. So there's all these little missed opportunities to. John talks about that a lot when when we're together, that when he would come here to just film, he would he was, uh, you know, so happy because he didn't have to do both things. It's like, this is great. All I have to do is film. I don't have to set it up, do it, go back. Yeah. Got to like turn off the music, turn off the dust, the dust uh, collector. Heater, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pain. Yeah, I did that with filming all my videos. It's the same thing. It's, you know, it's a process. Mm-hmm. It takes longer to do it. It's like changing out that joiner head. It, it should have taken me 20 minutes. <laughs> got to change the shot around. 20 minutes it should have taken me. But it's like, unscrew this bolt, move the camera. Unscrew that bolt, move the camera. You know, do this. Then you're like, you know, oh, wait, I, I didn't get this. I got to go back and. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the things we did with John even had to be reshot after yeah days later like yeah where we're trying to get like uh voiceover audio so he can use one clip mm-hmm. but the audio from a different one so we're like trying to recreate a situation like a situation yeah. that happened it's pretty crazy it for me like if i'm gonna shoot a video it has to be something that's planned out prior it can't just be a like a spur of the moment or i can't interrupt the workflow of what we're building these client things um to make a video it's just it's not feasible. There's not enough money in the job, first of all, right. to to muddy it up with right. trying to film it. Yeah, that's it. We don't really earn enough to spend twice as long to build something. Yeah, it does take twice as long. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of which, you want to join our Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> we could get about another couple dozen of you guys. For might as be little able to... as five dollars a month, or, three or mine. actually, or mine, <laughs> or Keith's. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let, throw out, throw out your uh, address and everything, there, Keith. Uh, Twobitwoodworks.com. <laughs> the more, the merrier. Yeah. We're we're very very supportive community. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we always say the rising tide raises all ships. That's right. That's, that's right. True. Um, so should we ask Keith about uh, the surgery at first? You, yeah. Yeah. You I think tell. we touched on it when you were here the first yeah. time that you were getting ready to have the surgery. Cause yep. it, it must've been it was like maybe a week before a couple, two weeks, three weeks uh, before. I think I was here at the beginning of November. I got it done in like the middle of November, mm-hmm. like the 18th somewhere. Yeah. So it's done. Tell everybody what it was. So I had a shoulder. I knew it's going to get a new shoulder, shoulder replacement. The doctor wasn't sure if I was going to get a, primary which mm-hmm. is just kind of normal they you know ball socket where it goes or reverse if you have a lot of cuff damage what they'll do is they'll take the ball and put the ball on your shoulder and the cuff on your arm hmm. Hmm. i was like i don't know if i want to be backwards they're like yeah you know human anatomy we're just gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna tweak that. it yeah <laughs> so i was like i don't 
You know, I don't really want that. Why is that a possibility? That's what I want to know. Yeah. If you don't believe in God, right? Like he like designed them. <laughs> like if, I guess if the cuff was just really too okay. bad, they would just give you like a new thing. And it's just the way it is. But yeah, so they, he was in there. Wake up, there's like a leg up there. <laughs> Why is my foot? Okay. Um, That's a double reverse shoulder yeah. replacement. They did, uh, they took a, a good five, six hours, I think, total for the surgery. They yeah. ended up doing... A full replacement. They also did a cuff, like a rotator cuff surgery as well at the same time. And they also moved my right bicep muscle just to kind of keep everything in tight. So I was triple surgery all in one. Mm. It was, uh, wasn't, wasn't fun. Um, I ended up staying overnight. I had a little bit of a complication during the surgery. So I ended up staying over instead of going home the same day. So after all that, a complication, it's still only one night in the hospital. One night. Yep. Holy cow. I was yeah. doing physical therapy two weeks later. And then uh, you know, I was in a sling for six weeks, couldn't drive for six weeks. So. Didn't you say they had you moving same day, right? Or the next day? No. Because of the, the all the different things they did, I couldn't move it for six weeks. Okay. Wow. So no... So yeah, so no, for physical therapy wasn't right away. It was definitely after that. I had to. So stay, you have one of those slings where your arm is like in the sling yeah, for six weeks. Couldn't tight lift to the it. body, kind of thing. Yep. Man, couldn't do anything with it. And then, you know, it was hope tough. you're a back sleeper. Uh, we actually bought a recliner. <laughs> so I could one of those recliners. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there was no way I was gonna sleep in the bed. Yeah. It was yeah. just it wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I must roll over a thousand times in a yeah, night. Me yeah, me too. Because my back starts to hurt, and then I roll on the other side. Yeah. And then it hurts same. on that side. I've, I broke my collarbone three different times, and that's one of the things for, is you have to sleep on your back yeah. during that time. So I got some bigger tattoos, and when you get tattooed, it's like <laughs> first it hurts, and then finally, like, it stops hurting. Like, you know, you roll over in your arm, like, it hurts a little bit, and then, then it's fine, but you wake up, and there's just, like, a, a big ink stain all over the sheets. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not in the recliner anymore. I'm back in the bed, but I'll wake up and once my mm-hmm. fingers will still be a little numb. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it's a long recovery. You know, oh yeah, it's two days a week, you know, physical therapy. I've been doing that. How long we got you going? How, an hour, ninety minutes? An hour. Yeah. Yep. So we're into strengthening now, and you know, so it's I, I have a lot more mobility now than I did before the surgery. So that's, that's good. A plus. I mean, there's still that pain there, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's. You were probably of used course, to that. Yeah. We're, we're actually like trying to train the muscles to not interact. Like, cause my, you know, my trap is, you know, when I lift my shoulder that moves with it. So we're trying to like isolate the muscle. It's weird. Cause they're like, move the bottom of your shoulder blade. I'm like, how can I move? This <laughs> That's really specific. Yeah. To, like move this muscle here. My Maybe wife says stuff like that it. to me. Cause I'm she's like, a yoga how? instructor. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Uh, like something like that. Like, oh yeah, uh, flex your your shoulder blade. I'm like, what? Yeah, I just yeah. Do, I reach forward. I yeah. can do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Take a step. <laughs> yeah, she's like, amazing. She could do all those uh, positions. Yeah, handstands and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's you know like pushes on the my shoulder blade and he's like, all right, now push back and down. I'm like. All right. Did that did that do it? Like I don't know. I can't even tell my like physical therapist where my knee hurts. I'm like, it just yeah. hurts. It just hurts. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's hurt for 15 years. I don't yep. know where anymore. It just it hurts. Yeah. He was stretching out like the first time he did it. My you know my hand was like behind my head. And I'm like, wow, I haven't done that in 20 years. And you know 
he's he did something and it like tweaked and it hurt. He's like, where does it hurt? I'm like, my shoulder. <laughs> what <do> you, <laughs> like inside out. I'm like, I don't know, my shoulder. Like they don't know. Yeah, you just you get used to it, you know. After yeah. a while, like you just deal it's with part of life. Deal with it hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Rob's in physical therapy. I'm in physical therapy. <laughs> well, three. You're in physical yeah, therapy. Yeah. Man, the insurance companies are cashing in. It's, it's the thing to do, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, these injuries, like mine was about four years ago. Uh, and the first question they ask you is, did you go to the doctor? And they're like, no. Why not? I don't know why not. You know, yeah. you just... Too busy living life. You, you keep work going to until and... it gets to where you can't go anymore. Right. That's, yeah. you know, and thankfully it wasn't as serious as, as your guy's injury. But it's still like when it's hard to... Hold up a cup. That's when I knew it was when I picked up my son gave me this big dad coffee mug. You know, it's huge. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I picked it up one day and it like was clicking and it wasn't going all the way up. I'm like, okay, so it's time to go yeah. see the doctor now. Mm-hmm. I can't even lift a cup of coffee up. Yeah, I was getting weird, like uh, acute, like knee pain where just out of nowhere, like I would get a really bad, like kneecap pain. And I had a physical. And I was like, yeah, like my knee's been bothering me. And they said, you know, just try before going to orthopedist, like just go to physical therapy twice a week for a couple of weeks and see my knee does feel a lot better. Yeah. Um, and doing like I'm doing uh, the same things now, but with more weight and it's easy, way easier than when I started. Like yeah. it's it's amazing to to realize how weak your like leg can actually get. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's same thing here. I could. We were talking this morning because we're doing these exercises, as you know, until yeah. like it's failure. But yeah. I'm working with like a two pound weight, yeah. you know, <laughs> and my my arm is like yeah. shaking. Yeah, he brings it to physical therapy, like, and I'm laying down. He stretches for like the first twenty minutes, yeah. and then he brings out the weights, and I'm like, "That's a new color. I don't want that color. Yeah, what color is that? Yeah. that that color looks like it's heavier than the last." Oh color yeah, yeah. I'm on three pounds now on like the ankle weight. <laughs> See? I'm like, how could three pounds feel so heavy? Yeah. I'm like, I'm only doing three sets of ten. Yeah, he, exactly. I used to leg press. I'm not kidding. Like over a thousand pounds. Yeah. Now I'm doing like 160 on the thing. Like my legs are hurting. Yeah, well, that's how your knees have got messed up. Yeah, 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 I know. I was like, yeah, I used to do the ones like where you're like angled on your back. She's like, oh, yeah, oh, that's terrible sleds. for the knees. Yeah, the sleds. <laughs> yeah. I did that with hockey. Yeah. 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 So this is this is where we're all yeah, at. We're all She's old. like, don't lock your knees out. I'm like, wait, you're not supposed to lock <laughs> no. your knees out? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, man. So uh, has anything changed for your workflow since surgery? You know, what's better? What's worse? I think I started doing small stuff in the shop just uh, about a month month and a half ago, I think I was doing like a set of dog stairs for a client and it was just kind of getting me back in the shop and building, doing something, not lifting heavy sheets mm-hmm. of plywood. Mm-hmm. It was just little things. And since then I've also been doing, you know, little projects like doing a pack out box or doing, you know, the joiner upgrade or just did one on the table saw. So it's just little things to kind of get back in, do something, but without, you know, now you work crazy. by yourself. Yeah. 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 That's that's one of the critical differences. Now, when I hurt myself originally, I worked by myself. And um just doing things like picking up something heavy yeah. or getting a full sheet of plywood. These are the things that re aggravate the injuries yep. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff around the shop where it's like we could do it ourselves, but it's just so much, it's easier and faster to just say, hey, and Rob, you help me lift, like lifting up these, <laughs> those are the Chase Lounge bases there. 
And that's, uh, what is that, two pieces of three-quarter and a piece of three-eighths plywood. So that's like um, a full sheet of three-quarter and a half a sheet of three-eighths all sandwiched together. So to pick that up by yourself, like, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. And I was here finishing them one day while Rob, where I think you were been getting my shot, getting your vaccine. I had to move <laughs> a them. Good guess, but no, I was getting my shot. And they were heavy. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And you run the risk of dropping something and messing it up, right. and like lifting up these cabinets, stuff yeah. like that. Just so much easier. Just so we just wait to, till the other person yeah. looks up, and 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 I know exactly how you feel at at home. You know, you can't really do these things. No. It's like. Well, how do I move this now yeah. without hurting myself? Yeah, stuff. That's why I've been doing little small stuff. You know, I've got a pretty decent sized coffee table build that I'm going to do nice. pretty soon. That's that one I sent you. Oh, that white oak one? Yeah. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be like yeah. a bigger project. Mm-hmm. You know? Let's start getting back into the house stuff too. Slowly. Yeah. What are the, what do they tell you about your prognosis? Like what you could expect as far as milestones? Um, they said full. Full, quote unquote, you know, 30 <laughs> as good as it gets, you mean <laughs> pretty much 32 weeks. Said okay. I'm always going to have some lingering pain. I might most likely not going to get back to 100% because I don't remember when I was 100%. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I've been probably 60 for the last 25 years. Wow. You know, my last shoulder surgery was in 2002. I think I was in like, uh, yeah, I know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Let's not go there. That's Jeff like, Krug, eighty nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, my wife likes to play that game. She's seven years younger than me. So. Like I was in high school. I was in seventh grade. No, you stop. <laughs> it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. Yeah, I, I married an older woman because you know. I figured that evens it out because I'll probably wind up dying before her anyway, just barely. <laughs> Got a lot of miles on that on yeah. that skin suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cross the finish line just about the same time. Yeah, you go. probably. <laughs> you guys want another one? Yeah, yeah. yeah why Back not? Elephant. Same patties. Yeah. Should still be cold. Yeah. What do we got up next on here? We uh, you may notice we we uh, we took the viewer questions out this week. Well. We didn't take them out. I didn't get any because I didn't ask for them because, uh, I don't know, when we have guests lately, like, it's it's hard to to get a conversation because the questions are so focused, you know what I mean? So um, we'll be back to our reg- regularly scheduled questions next week. Um, ah, here's a good one. Is there anyone on Instagram or YouTube that you um, either draw inspiration from or you just really, you know, enjoy their channel like to watch it yourself? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch. I like, he doesn't even do any woodworking really anymore. Um, he did it. It was like a short lived kind of span that he went on. It was Timothy Wilmot's. Um, I think it's like Benchworks mm-hmm. or whatever, but he like, built his own shop, did the floors, and it's one of those, I think he's in Germany or Belgium, something ah. like that, but it's just. It's one of those where you watch it and you just watch. Is that the guy you sent me? Oh, what the hell were we talking about? And you sent me a video. Shit. Was it steam bending? I don't remember. But he was in he was in Europe, that guy. I forget what the video was. I think it might have been that guy. Maybe. But it was like I like watching his stuff. Yeah. It's really interesting to kind of see how someone else's workflow is. Mm-hmm. 
And he did everything from like the floors, the building, the insulation, all the ducting. And, you know, I like watching that kind of stuff. And, you know, obviously John Peters is, you know, get a lot of inspiration from him. He's yeah. got a lot of videos. John's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And John does so much, so many different things, different on, things. Like, on his yep. channel. I told John I wanted to go out there to see his bees. Yeah. Yeah, he just uh, either today or yesterday mm-hmm. posted, I think, uh, what did he say? They had six hives going yeah. into the winter, and it looks like four of them survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that as well. I'm happy about that. Yeah, because that's good honey. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if I can get beehives. Yeah, we can. Well, I'm sure I could, but I wonder what that, what's entailed in that. Probably a lot more work. Remember <laughs> Yeah. Remember when I wanted to get chickens? Yeah. We went to Tractor Supply and they're like, yeah, well, you know, you got to get out there and clean up the poop. And this is the thing about being a naive city folk, you know, like yeah. me. You don't know. You, I have all these fanciful thoughts. You're like, yeah, it'll be nice. You, you know, just go to Walmart, get some chickens, get some chickens. Yeah. yeah. You got to build them a coop. And then, you know, the raccoons are going to go in there and eat them all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the girl there was telling me everything about raising chickens. 20 minutes later, I was like, that's out. Yeah, yeah There's no yeah, way I'm getting chickens. Yeah. Speaking of raccoons, it was so early when I left the house this morning. I literally <laughs> saw a raccoon going into the sewer. To go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, huh, that's a raccoon. He was still out. Bodying. Yeah. Trash pandas. Yeah. They're very interesting animals. Like, uh... Part bear, part like uh, Rat. some kind of rodent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had this raccoon coming around at night, and I thought so. He was out on the front porch, going in your refrigerator. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'll just like open the sure. door, and he'll see me and run away. Yeah. Not even phased. So then I go out there, and he's just not even phased. He's lucky he didn't run past you into he's the like, house. What? So <laughs> then I had a guy figure, I better get myself a weapon. So I got a broom. Oh, there you go. And he was up on the corner of the house, like, you know, the, the outside corner of the porch. And he was trying to get in up into the roof of the porch, because, you know, it's a covered porch for those that don't know the house. And he wasn't having it. He just... Totally ignored me. So I went up and gave him like a big, you know, home run swing. Knocked him him off the house over the head. (laughs) They get big too, right? Yeah, he was, he was big. And uh, he, he ran pretty fast after that. He, he was across the street before he knew what hit him. He didn't charge back at him. Yeah, I I didn't know what to think. I mean, but I was ready. I was going to have to give him another smack. Yeah. Actually, speaking of YouTube and raccoons, <laughs> I get I get some weird recommendations like on my when I go onto YouTube because I watch all kinds of weird stuff. There's this guy I think I think he posts fishing videos, which I watch a couple like lore making guys and stuff like that. So I get uh, fishing videos that come up, and he took trail cameras and put them on trees, and then he took like a pizza and just put it in the middle of the woods. And took and videotaped it, and this is what I'm watching. It went and, on my home. And a hobo showed up. You guys up. are wondering. No, and it's just like a whole troop a of drunk kids, just raccoons, just come and like and eat this whole pizza. It's like, riveting. I mean, yeah. What do you think was gonna happen? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, there was like uh, a bear, raccoons. Did a bear eat or a did possum. he pass it? I think the I think the bear left. If you leave a Pizza in the woods. Will a bear eat it? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Yeah. 
Or the Pope. Because <laughs> <laughs> the bear eat in the woods. Yeah. Oh, yes, the raccoon. <laughs> They're they're very uh, tenacious too. Remember, we used to keep the the sunflower seeds in the big metal uh, oh, garbage yeah. can. They'd come out at night and just pop the top of the can. <laughs> then they go in there and just gorge themselves. You know, like ten pounds of sunflower oh. seeds. <laughs> yeah, it's like a all you can eat buffet out there at this place. Yeah, there's uh you know multiple different types of seeds and uh, you got all those. Cylinders, yeah, yeah. The the cylinders where the seeds are stuck together. Woodpeckers like those. I'm hoping we have a revisit from the turkey this year. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, we live uh, what a hundred, two hundred yards from the highway, yeah, or, or Route 36. It's a highway. Yeah, yeah. It's a two, yeah, two lane divided highway. Um, on two sides, we got the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, it's this, an entire a strip mall, basically. Yeah. This is not uh, the, the wilderness. No, it's sub- this is the heart of suburbia. <laughs> and one day, there's a turkey in the yard. And there's not, like, a good, like, access no, point where he just no. came strong. Like, he f- had to fly into the yard. Yeah, he had yeah. to get over the fence because we have a fence all the way around. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we get deer. Mm-hmm. We get deer, like, in our front yard. Like right up, like three feet from the front door. Yeah, just, yeah. They like to eat all the little buds and stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, what's it like out there in Howell? You say it's uh, country living. Yeah, it's pretty country. I mean, you know, I, we still have all the stores and everything on Route Nine, but you know, we're looking to get a little bit more land in a couple mm-hmm. of years after we finish doing all the stuff in the house. Stay there for a couple of years, and then we're gonna look to kind of get a little bit more property, bigger shop. Nice. You know, yeah. some land, maybe get a couple of animals. And, and a little bit of uh, coincidence. The, the one time I was out in Howell, there was a blacksmith doing some work for me. Okay. And he was right off that Route 9. Yeah. Um, and he had a farm, and on the side, he did blacksmithing. Yeah. And uh, it, it was where he lived. It was pretty rural. Yeah. Um, you know, I was like, man, what are you do out here <laughs> they call it Alabama. yeah Alabama. Alabama. people don't realize like a lot of new jersey is actually rural oh yeah uh, well yeah, not, you're there right. is a, a lot, lot of, of rural. Land. yeah a lot of farmland we were yeah. talking earlier I mean, it's a garden state yeah about how new jersey is the most densely populated state mm-hmm. yep. uh, and it's only uh we're only the fourth. We're the fourth smallest state and the most densely populated. And, and yet there is all this open space. There's a yeah. lot. Yeah, I was going down out to down south like a couple weekends ago, and mm-hmm. I mean, it, you just see these farms. It's just you yeah. don't see any houses. It's just farmland and farmland. Yeah, like the pine barrens are huge. Yeah. Yep. And uh, actually, so last night I was a, a video popped up my thing. It was like a guy that goes state by state and like. And talks about the, uh, you know, the idiosyncrasies of these states. And uh, it was New Jersey. And, like, the um, the Delaware Bay side of South Jersey is, like, basically unpopular. Like, there's nobody down there. It's all uh, state parks and, like, federal reserves, wildlife reserves. Um, Is that where the Jersey Devil's from? That's, like, the Pine Barrens, which is, like, yeah, that whole sort of central 
south area. What is the Jersey Devil? Is it like uh, Bigfoot or is it? Yeah. Tasmanian Devil or sort of both. Yeah, it's like a like a, it's got like Chupacabra? a goat legs and like a horse's head or something. Is that, is that goat? Was it a goat? Goat head. Maybe. I think there's several different. How mean yeah. could it be if it's got a goat head? Mm, it's a devil. <laughs> From Jersey. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> New York doesn't have any devils. No. no. <laughs> it's got a lot of other bad things. Yeah, the, uh, the Leeds devil is like, that's the whole backstory is, let's look it up. We got the computer here. Yeah. This is what other podcasts do. Yeah. The Jersey devil. Because as a, you know, even though I've lived here, most of Lived here far longer than anywhere else. Yeah. I'll say this. If you type in Jersey Devil, Google automatically goes to Jersey Devil Coaster, which oh. is a upcoming single rail roller coaster oh. at Six Flags. Can't do yeah. this. I, I've been here for uh, going on 20 years, and I still don't um, uh, identify myself as a, what do you, what would you say, a New Jerseyan, a Jerseyite? What it? What do people from New Jersey call themselves? Lucky. From Jersey. No. <laughs> yeah, just from Jersey. Yeah, really. it, it just doesn't seem... New Jerseyan? It, yeah, it doesn't seem uh, to suit me for whatever reason. Like, I don't identify it. But I've lived here longer than anywhere else. Yeah. Here we go. For those of you that don't know... Like me. In southern New Jersey and Philadelphia folklore, the Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil is a legendary creature said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. Creature is often described as a flying biped with hooves. Flying biped? That's yeah. like a man with wings. Yeah, I'll show you the yeah. picture in a second here. But there are many variations. The common description is that of a bipedal kangaroo-like or wyvern. Is that like a werewolf? Wyvern-like creature with a horse or goat-like head. Leathery bat-like wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands. It sounds more and more ridiculous as I read it. Uh, legs with cloven hooves and a forked tail. It has been reported to move quickly and is often described described as emitting a high-pitched, blood-curdling scream. Wyvern is, oh, like a dragon. Boy, that's there you have really <laughs> far-fetched. Oh, my God. Yeah, you've seen one, right? That's a pretty amiable looking one. It looks kind of like uh, a stork with uh, bat wings. That's from the and Philadelphia a, Bulletin, January 1909. head. I'm sorry, but I, I don't think I'd be afraid if I saw the Jersey Devil. But I'll give you the origin story. Mother leads 13th child. <laughs> 13th? <laughs> yeah. According to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated with a Pine Barren resident named Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds. The legend states that Mother Leeds had 12 children, and after finding she was pregnant for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. In 1735, Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night while her friends gathered around her. Born as a normal child, the 13th child changed to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, it beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. In some versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch, and the child's father was the devil himself. Some versions of the legend also state that there was subsequently an attempt by local clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens. That's 100% true. That's thin. That's 100% legit. That's thin. (laughs) I mean... You weren't there in 1735. There's been reported counters. 
that encounters. makes the Bigfoot story seem like uh, concrete. <laughs> so you don't believe Joseph Bonaparte, elder brother of Napoleon? He claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on his Bordentown estate in 1820. You know, believe it or not, I heard that tale somehow. Bordentown, my aunt uh, lives there. Yeah. That, wow. You know, I'm kind of disappointed that that's the Jersey Devil folklore. I'd Skeptics hope believe the Jersey Devil to be nothing more than a creative manifestation of the early English settlers. Boogeyman stories created and told by bored Pine Barren residents as a form of children's entertainment, the byproduct of the historical local disdain for the Lees family, the misidentification to known animals, and rumors based on common negative perceptions of the local rural, rural population of the Pine Barrens, known as Pineys. <laughs> I like that. Pineys. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, Call them stump thumpers. I'm th- yeah. Still, I mean, I expected something much more uh, ferocious. So the Sand Hill Crane. Jeff Brunner of the Humane Society of New Jersey thinks the Sand Hill Crane is the basis of the Jersey Devil story. There are no photographs, no bones, no hard evidence. I mean, obviously, we know this man. Come on. There's no evidence of the Jersey Devil. But yeah, he's saying that it could be this uh, big ass Sand Hill Crane. A bird. Yeah. My beetle. <laughs> Bat wings and a goat head. And a goat head. I mean, who knows? Could be real. And a fork and tail. We got a, a uh, hockey team named after him. Yep. Oh, yeah. That goes to show you. Well, they're pretty good. At least they were. This, this year. They're good this year? Not That's bad good. this year. They're not as bad as they were the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're into hockey. Yeah. I always say I should watch more hockey, but then I try and I don't. I don't follow it. <laughs> See, I prefer watching hockey to like football or something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. a little more fast paced. There's no stoppages. Like yeah. football's almost impossible to watch now. I I, so I don't slow. watch it at all. I can't. It's, slow. it's it's I mean, baseball is totally impossible. Oh. I can't watch I'd rather that. watch yeah. golf. Yeah. And there's too many games. Like 180 yeah. games or whatever it is, it's That's too many. Too many. Yeah, yeah, 162. I yeah, I think they should like Cut the NBA down to like forty games, baseball down to sixty games. They cut hockey this year. Did they? they? Usually eighty two. They cut it down. Yeah, because Yeah, that's a lot of games too. Like they play a couple times a week. Well, there's too much money in it. All the all the commercials on TV. That's yeah. where they they you know, get all the money from, so they can't roll any of that stuff back. It'll yeah. never happen. I think COVID really hit the NHL hard this year. Yeah. If you look in, in the past, on their helmets, used to be the team logo. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, it's a it's they're a, like Met like uh, Capital One, yeah, you know, and Prudential, yeah, PG uh, yeah. It's it's interesting. My wife was like, "What what is that?" I'm like, "Oh, that's that's a logo, but not the team's logo. That's that's branding." Right yeah, there. I was. Uh, I heard on the radio they were talking about you know all these places like MSG and the Rock and stuff like that. Like they have these big contracts, and the the contracts were already all set, and then. You throw COVID into the mix where there's nobody going to these games. Like the uh, the brands want them to make up for it somehow. Right. So that's what they're doing. They're putting yeah. stuff on the helmets and yep. and they're on the ice now too. Uh, you can see they like uh, put logos. Not, not like I think it's po- it's obviously like post production, mm-hmm. but they put yeah you know, like brand like uh, advertising uh, like the, the yellow ice. line on yeah. football that yep. fake yeah. that, that uh, place in Princeton that does that. Oh really? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, branding. I mean, that's we're you know aware of all that stuff with Instagram and social media. That's what all of us are are trying to do to some degree, some more than others. Yeah. Less subliminal than uh, yeah <laughs> than yeah. the big ones. Um. It it is interesting though. Yeah. Um, Jersey Devil. <laughs> Just wait. We yeah. got a turkey back here next. Could I, be the Jersey listen, Devil. I'd love to see the Jersey Devil. What I'll about take, what about Mothman? Yeah, yeah. I'd take the Jersey Devil on like a shop room. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. One shot to that crane head. <laughs> it's a goat head. If it is a bird, head. yeah. If one, it's a bird, it's one done shot for. to that goat head on that long neck. Uh, he's just tempting fate. The Mothman, though, that broom's not going to do much to a Mothman. No, Mothman, I'd have to use my... Uh, the Mothman's like magic. I'd have to use the my... The Jersey Devil's stick. not magic. As far know? as I know. Oh, I was going to say. I mean, it, it is the, the child of the devil and, and Mrs. Mrs. Leeds. Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my... What a tramp, now, that Mrs. Now Leeds. That, now that I think about <laughs> it. Twelve kids. Like, yeah. My fifth grade teacher's name was Mrs. Leeds. Well. Uh, see? She thought I was the devil's child, though. Well, <laughs> maybe you're, you're the Jersey the devil. <laughs> a secret. Not Let's so track secret. that lineage. Yeah, I, I actually wish I was an alien. Yeah, <laughs> so you can I, leave. No, well, I'm hoping that they're coming to get me. Bring you home. <laughs> yeah. Eat me up. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep hoping that I'm an alien and that uh, one of these days I'm gonna have that encounter. They're gonna beam me up to the ship. Yeah. What was that ancient race of like alien people? The uh, the Lions? Nibiru from Planet Nibiru. Oh God! <laughs> oh yeah, there's some, uh, you know, there's some straight, uh, I'll call them straight religions and stuff like that, that have the weirdest little stories in their origin tales. That if you look at it, you'd say, "How does anybody believe in this stuff?" I mean, you have to overlook it if you're involved in any of that stuff. They're like, yeah, we just, with that story, we keep that one over here. Yeah, we don't talk about that too much. But I guess, you know, it, you have to overlook all those things that happened in the, in the origin stories of these things and just take the good yeah. <laughs> messages. Don't question. Don't, don't. No. Like, don't think about it too much. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> don't dig too deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of goes against the grain you know something philosophical like that not to think too much yeah. but what are you gonna do <laughs> we as we on? circle back from the jersey devil um <laughs> you have any new uh techniques or designs design elements that you're you're gonna be trying soon or that you want to try i got a lot of joinery that i've not done in that coffee table Mm-hmm. It's the it's round coffee table, but I'm gonna be doing more of a triangular base, you know, three mm-hmm. legs. So to try to get that all to fit together and to be sturdy, mm-hmm. where because you know my kids eventually gonna climb on it. It's just it's <laughs> you, you should take a few uh, tips from Jeff and I and really embark on major. <laughs> <laughs> techniques that, that yeah. you've not tried before. Yeah. yeah, just like turn off the lights and try and do something. <laughs> like the steam bending. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. We had we actually we had the designer came to the shop for that job. 
And we're like, yeah, you know, we decided rather than make money on this job that we would just like try and do it the most difficult way possible. Yeah. <laughs> we would experiment for, for a month and a half. Yeah. We're about a month behind uh, delivery date on those. <laughs> and what are you going to do, though? You're just going to. So those, oh, you can't see them. It's, uh, it's glued up. So I, I basically blocked out the corners and I'm going to bandsaw it and then flush trim it on the shaper with that giant bit over there. Okay. Yeah. We. The bending the the full size one inch quarter sawn oak, we had problems with that because there was just too much run out yeah. in the in the top edge, and we couldn't get any kind of consistent results. A corner okay. might be good, the inside would be all crunched up, the outside might split. So we tried that, then we tried. <laughs> So then we thought, well, maybe we can patch them up to the point where... Yeah, like we'll just put like a veneer on the outside yeah, to cover so, up what went so wrong. So I made this 3 inch veneer out of a board. But by the time we got all those repairs done, they were, you know, we just really couldn't get a perfect mating surface. Okay. So that was failure number two. <laughs> then we said, well, let's just make our own veneers and we'll... Do like a, a glue up, but we um we stopped at let's say like three sixteenths of an inch, okay. and we couldn't get any consistency there either because it was like cupping. Um, because we still had to steam bend it. We couldn't yeah. just bend three sixteenths right. inch oak, and they were it, yeah they were still breaking, really because it's yeah. four inch, uh, diameter or radius. Yeah, four inch radius. Eight inch, eight, yeah, eight inch diameter. So it's a, it was a four-inch radius on the two corners. So we couldn't get consistency there. Like some boards would be good. Yeah. Some would start cracking out. Okay. Um, so we were left with just two choices after we tried everything that we thought would be like uh, the coolest way to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're like, this is going to look, you know, look the best with continuous grain all the way around. Yeah. And yeah, so it was either... Uh, buy veneer and do a glue, you know, a bent lamination of like 16th inch veneer. Then we could do it yeah. called. Right. Yeah. Um, or do it like this. And, you know, the veneer was going to cost like, I don't even know, was it 500 bucks per? Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot because it would have been a couple thousand dollars worth of veneer. To get good 16 inch, 16th inch thick veneer was expensive. Right. And now, so now we're looking at, 12 to 16 layers. You know, if you went with three quarters, which we were really going for an inch, that's yeah. 16 layers for each six right. foot And there's wall. four, we're building four of them. Yeah. So one sheet could just make one arm because it's six foot. Right. Uh, in total length, a little bit more, but you could get only one out of an eight foot sheet. So uh, they're like, yeah, this, the, what was it? It was a uh, 500 square feet or 500. It was, oh, yeah. It was, it's two, it was 250 a square foot for each 526 square feet. So it was, it was expensive. Yeah. Um, so we were back here, which was one of our original concepts, but we just didn't want to fall back to it. We were stubborn about yeah, we're like, wanting to be. Yeah. Uh, innovative, artistic, and, um, you know, the only regret for me is that we weren't able to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't regret the time and energy spent. I literally just cut up all the, 
had it discussed. The screw-ups today. I'm <laughs> like, I can't we, look at these anymore. We had a pile yeah. of big six-foot bent things, you know, which looked like they were done, but if you yeah. looked at them closely, yeah. you would see that they were all screwy in one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> it's super frustrating. Yeah, it's been it's been driving me crazy. I mean, the, the bases went off without a hitch, yeah. aside from a little bit of uh, tear out on the veneers and stuff, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, so they've you, been sitting you're gonna, waiting. You're gonna take that lesson uh, <laughs> back. You know, I've got a very limited amount of that wood, so I'm gonna. Yeah, you gotta be conservative. I'm really gonna figure out getting the sketch up and figure everything out beforehand. Mm-hmm. The easiest route is gonna be the way I go. I think. Yeah, you're cutting all that out of a slab, right? Yeah, that's cool. So you'll be, you'll be able to, you know. Uh, place your parts and sort of figure out where the best grain is and stuff. That's cool. I'm just going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I, it's not plain down or anything. It's just rough. So I'm going to kind of cut it down to a little bit more manageable pieces, run it through the planer and the joiner and Mm -hmm. just see what we have. And, you know, once I cut, you know, I kind of know where I'm going to cut out of it for certain pieces. Um, And that's another reason I went with a round top. So I won't have to, won't have as much waste. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And your kid can't smack his head on the corner. I want to. Yeah, you may he, regret that decision one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's eight, so if he's hitting his head on there, he's yeah, doing yeah. something wrong. Fault. He's yeah. doing something wrong. He it's a tall be. table. Yeah. yeah. He's already no, up no, to No, to I mean like me. falling down or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. We, we just took like the bumpers off the corners of everything. Yeah. We didn't do that. We kind of, we did some things, but we moved when he was three and we, mm-hmm. we got to the new house and we were like, eh. yeah, we you live and you gates. learn. We had some gates up, but that was about it. We didn't go crazy. Yeah, we're lucky. He's pretty, he had that one fall, man. He clipped his head on the edge of oh, like, yeah. we have these like mid-century side tables and he had like a straight gash in his head. Um, but aside from that, he's been been really good about not running into stuff mine did that i would i got my tonsils at back in like 2016 we had just moved into our new house my wife and son got home from the hospital after visiting me my son had to go to the bathroom my wife said just don't run because the lights were out don't run he ran in the kitchen and took the corner too tight clipped his head and oh. just gushing blood she had to call my neighbor you gotta go to the hospital. <laughs> Call the in-laws. They gotta go to the hospital. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with Keith? No, it's, it's Owen. He's gotta go to the hospital. He needs stitches. Yeah, I of course. Uh, what did I do? Did I text my wife? I think he did. Like, yeah, said, and I'm like, don't worry, everything's fine. Hunter hit his head. Like five minutes later, she walks in the door. She yeah. was at work. I'm like, I told you everything was fine. We gotta go get stitched. I'm like, he's fine. He's not even <laughs> bleeding. Yeah. And he has like a little scar. Yeah. It's going away, you know. But she's like, see, yeah. I told you we should have got stitches. We can do. There was no child uh, proofing back in the olden days. Oh, I remember specifically going in like cars without seatbelts. Oh, yeah. Just hopping around in the back of a station wagon. No seatbelts. And then they <laughs> window would. Window open. Both the parents are smoking with the windows rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. Shut up. <laughs> and in the station wagons, they had that fun yeah. seat in the back. Yeah, I mean, the face down. With the window down. Yeah. And you were facing the back. Like, yeah. You hit a yeah. good bump, you're going out the window. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to, my dad had a, because uh, he owns a, um, like a commercial janitorial business. 
So he had a, like a van, you know, like a Ford Econoline van. We would sit in the back, yeah. like on like lawn chairs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or on like a five gallon bucket, slide around. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Oh, now okay. you are kids are in a booster seat until they're like what yeah, my six my, seven? No, my son's still in a booster seat. Oh my god! You got a way out or a grow out? I think he's sixty gonna, pounds or something. He's just hit sixty two. We got to look. I think it's seventy. Yeah, it's that's insane. crazy. God, it's nuts. I didn't want to get that seat till I was like in junior high. I want to get that thing <laughs> out of my truck. The car seat is so big. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what it is to go from car seat to booster seat. Um, we went early with him because he's tall. So he his feet were like hitting the back of the. He was like putting his feet on the back of the seat, I like see. up. Yeah. And like we should probably switch it out. Yeah, we had one of those car seats that did, you know, the baby up to the toddler. Yeah. And then, the like, now he's on the, the last little piece of, of that car seat that he got. So what's the, the bo- what's the purpose of the booster? I guess to get him up a little Yeah, it gets the seat belt, the seat belt. I think, in the right oh, spot. Oh, that's Otherwise what it is. going to, like, take your head off yeah. to position you for the, the yeah. stock seat belt. Right. This okay. says, uh, while some high-back booster seats have a minimum weight of 30 pounds, kids should weigh at least 40 pounds before riding in any booster seat. We got a while. I think he's twenty three pounds. Time to bulk up. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 little. So what if you're fat and short? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> one of those things. That's like the BMI. Oh yeah. It's like you could be just like really muscular and and be considered morbidly obese. Yeah. So the seatbelt, if you're in like one of those child seats, like uh, Hunter has. Is it the car seatbelt that goes across them? No. See, every car now has these little metal hoops. Yeah, I noticed you, that even in my truck had you that. You clip the seat. It has little clips, and you clip it to that. You right. can do it with a seatbelt. But it, the the child seat has its own seatbelt in it, right? Yeah, it's like a harness. Okay. Yeah. But a booster seat just sits on the... Yeah, so my son now, his booster seat just sits on the seat. It's not attached. And uses the car seatbelt. And uses the car seatbelt. I get it. Oh, so it's not attached? No. Well, it's like that thing could just go flying. Yeah. Why can't you just use a pillow? And it's like a law, Combo. right? Isn't it? It's a law? Yeah. yeah. Technically, in New Jersey, you're not even supposed to have a dog in your car unless mm-hmm. it's seatbelted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like special, like like a, le- uh, yeah, a leash that goes into yeah. the seat. Then, yeah. So the dog's just going to go flying and then its neck is kind of <laughs> like... No, no, you no. Know. We have, well, I don't know how everybody else has it, but we have ones that it's got a little bit of an elastic on it. It goes into the seatbelt things, but we always keep harnesses on our dogs. We don't do collars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do their collar, but on a leash, it's always on a harness. Mm-hmm. So we hook it to their harness and they're fine. Uh, I used to drive and just hold the leash. <laughs> so, because he would stick his head out the window, I was afraid he would jump out. Yeah. In Texas, the dogs ride in the back of the pickup truck. I could not do that. I have a pickup <laughs> truck. Even with a cap on it, I still couldn't. Not only that, they would sit on top of the toolboxes. Oh, my God. And they're riding around like they got nothing. <laughs> in the, they're, be turn, they're like, if this dog falls out, you see him like leaning with the fault. <laughs> and they, the dogs would love it. they jump back in there. No. And it's terrifying. (laughs) We have a little chihuahua, like she just the wind would just like (laughs) she's like 11 pounds or something. She would just fly off the oh, yeah, (laughs) the wind blew, yeah, that thing would fly off, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't had Rufus in that truck, I don't think. Yeah, when we used to talk about like moving someplace, uh, you know, more 
rural or less congested, I would say. I would tell my wife, I said, you know, when you start seeing dogs in the back of the trucks, you know, you, you can't stop the people because they'll just shoot you. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a different world there. Oh man. I'm surprised I haven't heard from my wife. Usually she tells me if she's got yoga class or not. Yeah. Yeah. What time is it? 405. We're doing all right. So Keith, anything you want to get off your chest while you're here? Yeah. I don't think so. Should I? <laughs> is there something I don't know? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But uh, you know, this is a this is a time you know you can reach uh, our uh, dozens of listeners. Yeah. Dozens of listeners. <laughs> I, haven't ch- I haven't checked the charts in Slovenia. I did recently. hit a, uh, a milestone back in. Right before Christmas, I hit 10,000 on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Nice. It took a while. And, you know, I, I wasn't very consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, I just started recently trying to do one every two months. And it's been good so far. You know, I film on the, the day I release, I start filming another project. Nice. And it kind of gives me some time, some leeway to film it and then edit it, put it up, get ready for the next project. They're not huge projects, but they're videos. Where where can everybody find you on Instagram? Two Bit Woodworks. So it's that's it. Yep. And that same thing for YouTube. Yep. YouTube and my website's twobitwoodworks.com. I got all my links there and right. buy plans and TWO. TWO. All right. Just gotta get it out there. Yep. Hey, yeah, we're nothing if not shameless uh, pluggers. Okay. I had I had a lofty goal of uh, <laughs> right yeah. of a YouTube video every week. <laughs> yeah, it's been I don't uh, even know how many weeks. Well, I mean, you put this up every week. Yeah, yeah. This is I mean, Jeff does all the work for this. You do nothing. No, Just I mean reap the rewards. Yeah, I bask in the glory. I'm lucky I get him to show up. Yeah. <laughs> how close are you? you got your thousand right. Yeah, I think we're at about uh, 11, 1100. You're just waiting on the watch time. Yeah. If that takes the longest. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, like the um, the podcast is whatever between, let me see here, uh, between an hour and two hours or maybe a little bit more. But um, the watch time, like people don't watch. They don't watch the whole thing. It's hard. It's long. Um, so let's see. We're at. Uh, three thousand ninety nine. So we need about a nine hundred more. What I was thinking is they do have kind of a chaptering deal mm-hmm. that you can set up on your video, so you can set it up like, all right, they're talking about, you know, hit this to go to the beer of the week or this to go to uh, the tool of the week. Oh yeah, in the description about, where it says the timestamp. Yeah, that's like a good idea. You can idea. literally have an outline of, you know, of what you're going to talk that about, and idea. then go to your chapter so people can. You know, they're not like hopping here, hopping there. They mm-hmm. talk about that, talk about this, and you kind of. This is where Keith reveals the secrets. Secret. Yeah. I don't use it. My videos are like <laughs> most 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. You know. Remember when we started? Jeff, when we first started doing the podcast, Jeff told us, oh, yeah, it's got to be like an hour. I'm like, an hour? First off, I don't think we could talk for an hour. And second off, who wants to listen to us talk yeah. for an hour? We've got some that are like going three hours long. Yeah. Right. The one with Manny. <laughs> that we was... almost went through like a change of seasons. It was like 
It was like four hours. Early long. afternoon, and then yeah. we left. It was like seven o'clock at night. Jeez. Yeah, it was insane. Wow. Like case of beer of the week. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. We had that Manny back on. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna be opening up the gates again. You know, Jeff's gonna be uh, getting his second shot tomorrow. I'm yeah. following right after him. See how I feel. I might have to take a couple days off. <laughs> We've had a few we've had a few people on that we've been, you know, in contact with and we're you know, we know we're all healthy. Mm-hmm. John Peters has been in and out of here a hundred times and Yeah, Tim's uh he's living a, a yeah, he's, reclusive lifestyle. Yeah. He's monastic like us. Yeah. That's the thing. We, we don't go anywhere. Yeah, it's the same here. Yeah. I work from home down in yes. the basement in the office in the basement and yeah, like we don't even go to like the store. No, you know, like we get all the supplies, Everything's and delivered. Like, yeah, like finishes all that. I don't. We don't go buy it. We just have it. We walk because it costs the, money to go to the store, so yeah. we just have it show up here. Yeah. What I've been doing is actually, you know, I have Amazon affiliates and mm-hmm. everything, and and I've been buying nothing except stuff on Amazon. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to go to the store to buy that. I'll like just go on Amazon and buy it. It's yeah, quicker, and I don't mm-hmm. have to go get it and. But what I started doing was, you know, I have my affiliate links for my website and my projects and everything. But then I started just going in and copying, creating a text, you know, uh, affiliate link mm-hmm. and hitting that because it still counts if you buy it. Yeah. See, I had that happen where uh, when we first set up ours, I saw I'm like, Ruby and Monaco. I'm like, I just bought that. I'm like, how'd that show up on there? And I was <laughs> like, I better get in touch with Amazon. And they're like, yeah, we'll take that off. But I didn't know that it was, uh, I thought that they were going to find out and then penalize me. Nah. Our affiliates have actually, they've been doing, they've been, I mean, we don't have a lot of people uh, clicking on stuff or buying stuff, but it's been pretty consistent, which is just cool. December, that was a good month for me. Someone, I think there was like over $1,300 worth of purchases. Nice. $3,000 worth of purchases. I mean, I'm not getting, and it's funny because there's only like one thing that someone clicked on. But once they click on 24 that, hours, right? Well, they bring it to you. And it's, as, long, as long as it's in your, you're still on your affiliate. Mm-hmm. Like, anything they buy. Goes there you in go. Your cart. Yeah. Like if I look at ours, there's like a woman's dress, uh <laughs> dog leash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got that where it's like, they'll buy this. Uh, what you Is there something I don't know about? So this quarter we had like $2,400 worth of Amazon affiliate sales. But you made probably what? $73. Yeah. <laughs> 3%. Yeah, like a check from them for me comes once every couple months. Yeah, we have it set to a $100 threshold, yep. and we haven't even got one yet. Yeah. It's, <laughs> been up, it's been up for a I got a one in July, and then I just got one like last week. Two weeks, a couple Still weeks. Still waiting. Uh, about a month ago. I think we'll put that check up on the wall. That's <laughs> not as bad as our podcast ads, which... If you listen to the whole podcast front to back and listen to all three ads, we get three cents. You guys going to do with that? Well, we're getting ready to retire next week. <laughs> we're still trying to figure that out. So we're at like a cumulative uh, $34 on that. Yeah. That's good. That's not bad. Hey, every little bit helped. Like yeah. Selling the plans. Yeah. yeah. Like I was, I was selling my plans from day one. John always did his for free. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you're missing the boat on yeah. that. Because it, it's work. It is work. It's work. Yeah. It's, it's design work. It's, you know, it's also creating the plans and 
you know, putting them out, setting it up in a store. It's, it's a lot of work. Well, I mean, it's a lot of fun to do the podcast and, um, the social media thing can be a lot of fun too. I, oh, yeah. I think, um, as a, somebody who's not that well-versed in it, you could see how much work it is. Um, because so much is, is foreign to me and Jeff spends an awful lot of time doing it. And it's really the driver of, of interest in the yeah. company. Yep. Um, you know, it helps develop the relationships. Um, and it's, it's the new world order as far yeah. as I can see, even from my, uh, old vantage point. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it, I got my first client from, from Instagram with the, the dog stairs and mm-hmm. she was local and hit me up. And I even told this was before I had surgery. I told her, I'm like, look, I'll do this for you, but I'm going in for surgery in like a week. <laughs> it's going to be a be, couple months. I'm going to be out for like three to four months. She goes, that's fine. I was like, I'm okay. If you go somewhere else, she's like, Nope, good. And I was like, all right. And so I did him and I dropped him off to her in Asbury and she's, Super happy and the dog loved them, so it was great. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice to have clients like come to you rather than having to put the work out and try and 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 find the clients. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it feels good to have people be like, Oh man, I want to work with them. Yeah. Right. And then she posted about it and then like you know, you could see when you post something like that or see someone else post it, you know, all of a sudden you you get a bunch of like followers all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you know, they don't do woodworking so they're right. not, they're following from some other you know and those are the people you really you. want exactly you want customers potential yeah. customers to follow yeah. you like right. if uh joe woodworker in california follows us that's cool i like right. to yeah. talk and share ideas and whatever yeah. and but it's not an earner he's not going to be buying yeah. a cabinet that's a beast yeah, yeah. that's getting a five thousand dollar coffee machine inside really yeah you don't that, have one? I want that kind of money. <laughs> I'm just saying. I want that kind of money. We, we do, too. We can't even afford the cabinet. We're going to have to change careers. <laughs> Jeff and I can make it, and we still can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> we need a second job just to buy the stuff, you know, to build it. <laughs> yeah. So when you guys spec out a project like that, yeah, this thing's huge. We, how much extra do you cost like there's you're gonna get yeah. boards that are okay you might use them on the inside or the back side of in board. terms of wood you mean like how much yeah. waste yeah for something like cherry 25 30 percent yeah a third is a good is a good ballpark yeah. um it's also not every board like you know if you need to make uh, rails and styles that are three inches wide or three and a half inches wide. Well, you might have five inch wide boards and two inches is gone. Yeah. And you don't have any other parts that are that small. Yeah. Same with the lengths of it. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you could wind up with these big hunks. Like, we ran into that with the walnut, like where we had to dip huge, into some stuff that we pieces had. Pieces of waste. Really? You know, like three feet long. Yeah. If you have eight footers and you need pieces that are 67. Well, then yeah. you're left with these pieces that it's may cold. not be usable. Yeah, there was nowhere for them to go. That's why you throw some cutting boards on your website. <laughs> you we have to charge so much money for cutting boards to, to right. make any money on them. Right. We've sold a couple, but cutting boards are a lot of work. They are a lot yeah. of work. 
You don't think everybody's like, yeah, I'm selling for like seventy five bucks. I'm like, they sell them for like four hundred bucks. You can, to make I'll money. make a cutting board if it's just like one of those slab cutting boards with yeah. a shape on it. I yeah. did not a glue up of all these different pieces. A couple of years ago, I did a, um, a show at Mammoth Racetrack, mm-hmm. and it was in October. It was like right before that Makers Camp, and it was like people were walking by, and I think it was it wasn't the right atmosphere. People were there to bet. And drink yeah. and well, eat. yeah. And people were like, one guy walked by and he was like, wow, that's a really good overhead you got on that. I'm like, what I'm overhead? I'm giving I'm this like, away. This is, it's mahogany. It's yeah. walnut, cherry, and maple. I'm like, and purple heart. I'm like, where's where's this overhead? I'm like, it's $75. It's an inch and a half thick. And it's 12 inches by like 10 inches. Like, that's a big cutting board. Yeah, it's a lot of sanding. You know, yeah, you like, made Fuck. 17 cents an hour making that board, right? <laughs> That's we, the we yeah. did okay. We sold a lot of the smaller stuff. Yeah, I, like people at something like that, they don't want to buy it and then carry it around all day. Right. Yeah, cutting boards are tough. We we've made a couple. Um I think two. Like we've been commissioned by clients to build two. And then uh for like around Christmas time, holiday time. We made what four? I think we made four. I, I was making one for my mom and my dad, and one for my sister and her, her husband. So I was like, I might as well batch out a bunch. Yeah. So we made six, and then we gave four away to clients. Big. I mean, yeah, yeah. seventeen by twenty-four, or something like wow. that, inch and a half thick. Because yeah. if nice. you go edge grain, you just you know take five quarter and turn it on edge, yeah. cut it like two inches or inch and three quarter, and then. Glue it up and plane it, and I mean that makes it a lot easier just to just run them through there. God, that's my next purchase. I want to get, and the wife's approved it you already. You can take that yeah. home with you if you want. <laughs> I couldn't take that home with got me. An if if we got I an engine hoist. We got an engine hoist outside. <laughs> you should see the plug on that thing. It's like this big. <laughs> like it looks like a dryer. <laughs> yeah, it's only single phase, but it's got a huge plug. No, that's that's the next on the next purchase. Is I mean not not that big, obviously. What would you like? I'm looking at the Supermax. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think I actually might go with the Jet, the 2244. Yeah. I had one. Yeah. I had the Performax Six, before yeah, Jet bought it. So I was thinking, you know, like the Supermax, the Laguna Supermax, that's 1938. And it's, it's about, good size. It's about 1500, I think, somewhere around there. 16, 1700, somewhere around there. But the Jet, the 2244 is about. 15, 1600 as well. And I guess those, you know, those couple extra inches might help. Yeah, I'll say this. If you can go to a, a not an open ended one, yeah. And just use, you know, just sand stuff that's smaller, yeah. You're not going to have to deal with that deflection. Um, Because the 1632, like that head wants to really lift up. Right. So if you, like, this is a 38, and we don't, I mean, maybe we'll run something that's, like, 25 through it, but we never really go the full 38. Um, being fixed on two sides like that, it just, I don't know, it seems to feed better and, and oh, give yeah, it better. sure, yeah. For, like, for my size shop, I mean, even putting that 1938 is the Supermax one. That's still kind of shoehorning it in the shop. yeah. Yeah, because I think they make like twenty fives that are. They do. They make it twenty five fifty, but closed off. I mean, closed. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about that open end that, yeah, you know, because it's not really supported out there on the open side. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the one of those two, but mm-hmm. it's going to be the open end just because the size of the shop. I can't, I can't fit anything too crazy. In yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have the width. This thing we just ripped the belt on it um, last week, so something, a piece of what was it? Oak. When we were standing the veneer, it had like a little edge on it, caught the paper, and then the thing came off and literally ripped the belt. So now the belt's only 28 inches wide. Wow. And to replace the belt's like four or 500 bucks. Ooh. Yeah. See if you had a smaller open-ended one. Yeah. It cost you that much. This thing, it's been, we bought it for a thousand bucks. So that's pretty good. It was super cheap. So it got a seven and a half horsepower motor, um, double drum. And we've probably put at least a thousand in parts into it. And I can't even tell you how much time. Yeah. What about aggravation? Yeah, if aggravation was currency, we'd be we'd be out millions. <laughs> because I mean it's just one thing after another with that. Yeah. I'll tell you the thing that I did you talk about the Velcro? No. The thing that I really dislike about the Velcro hook and loop um style of fastening the paper is that it's a tad bit spongy. Yeah. And it makes the the paper susceptible to grabbing onto any kind of little errant piece of wood, like a little splinter, yeah. and then the, it blows out the whole roll. And now I had the that uh, Performax sander. Of course, it's a tiny little toy yeah. machine compared to that, but... It never once blew out the paper, and that wrapped onto the steel drum. Right. Yep. So, yeah, I don't remember that ever having a problem with the paper. Yeah, never. Like we get uh, we get issues where it wouldn't feed through because we're taking too heavy of a pass. But I mean, this thing blows the roll of paper like. Yeah. And it's always at the worst time. It's like, <laughs> all right, last piece, last pass, and then it blows up. I did that. You get a my... big burn in the piece. <laughs> I did that with my flooring in the living room dining room. Was Almost done. I had like three or four more pieces to cut. And they were all like strips like this that I needed to cut like right against the wall. And I did something with my saw stop and I had the the fence just a little too close. And it just went and dropped down. I was like, I don't have an extra break. I'm like, oh, time to break out the track saw. Because it was the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, no. no one was open and no one had any supplies that I could get like right away. So yeah, tough. it's like the bandsaw blade. You know, we broke <laughs> broke a bandsaw blade. There's nowhere to get a bandsaw blade around here. No. Literally, you got to drive to like Pennsylvania to Woodcraft or. It's such a drive. Too. It's two like Yeah, yeah. two hours. It's 40 minutes into Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. I'm closer than you, and it still takes me a good hour and a half. Oh, yeah. That's probably what? Doylestown? Or uh, uh, Downingtown? Allentown. Allentown. Is that the one we went to? I think so. In a little strip mall. Yeah. 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 Because we were in Easton. We were in Easton. Yes. No. Yeah. It was sort of like, uh, you know, no one with a full set of teeth. Right. Yeah. And we we called. We're like, yeah. Do you have the saw stop router, uh, um, you know, wings? And they're like, uh, no, no, we don't have that. 
then we got there and it's like sitting on the shelf. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Really? Yep. Um, like I'd be inclined to rip that Velcro off those drums and just tape it on. Well, it's taped on the corners on the edges anyway. Yeah. That's what I mean. Just tape it just on the edges. Yeah. So it's already taped on there. The Velcro doesn't hold it on there. Completely. I'm fine with that. You get to clean the adhesive off the drums, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> fucking a nightmare. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, you know, it's stuck on there. with Because yeah. we put new tape. Velcro on there. Yeah. Because <clears throat> what happens is the, the belt blows up. Not a belt. The, you know, the paper blows up and then... A piece of wood digs into the Velcro and and melts everything all together and makes this hard spot. So then you have to get yeah. that off. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be against trying that. Have to get a rubber uh, scraper. No, that you put on a drill for like taking oh. decals off a car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a bad idea either. Just turn yeah. it on and just. Yeah, it took uh, old Deadwood about. What, a whole day? Took him a day, but I got that other one off in about an hour. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. So that, <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. I'm sure it's <laughs> Yeah, I think I peeled the... I I think it was this one. I just, like, pulled it right off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, he, spent, he spent a full day trying to clean that one. Unpaid, right? No, he was paid. <laughs> He was paid. He's paid. We paid dearly for that. Anywho. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Um, you So you went over the open-ended version. Of, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And about how we blew up the uh, conveyor belt. Yeah. The other thing that I didn't like about that sander was the inaccurate uh, raising and lowering yeah. of it. Not that uh, I, I want to be able to repeat it. In a sense, but sometimes moving the handle a quarter of a turn raises it. Sometimes right. there's like these yeah. dead spots. Like, I don't in know there. which way to go. Yeah. Um, and so you could literally be running things through and then you just raise it like a sixteenth of a turn and it all of a sudden burns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll burn or like stall the machine because you'd gouged out an eighth of an inch. I think the jet one, the twenty two forty four that I'm looking at. I think that has a digital readout. Nice. A little digital depth thing. So that's definitely something. I'm yeah. Those were the, otherwise that thing punched above its weight yeah. all the time. This this is the year I think we're gonna be doing a lot in the shop. You know, we're building cabinets and new outfit table. Uh, we're just gonna try to get everything organized. All right. Yeah. New good. got the new arm. New arm, new everything. Yeah, I like the bionic man. <laughs> man, we bought, we went through two beers. Yeah, that's it's good. Beer. We, yeah, we never really do that. We split one beer sometimes, depending on the week. Yeah, it's been a hard week. I need to <laughs> two beer <Yeah>. week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, does that bring us to uh, thoughts on beer of the week? Yeah, I think so. You want to go first? Sure. Um, it was good. Better than I remember. Yeah. It's been a while since I had a Smittix. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I had one. Um, yeah, just a nice all around kind of, uh, beer. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. um, hard to put your finger on. It's, it's not, it's, 
it's pretty unique in terms of taste, I think. Doesn't taste a lot like anything else um, that I've had, but perfect for St. Patrick's Day, and yeah, it was good. I mean, aside from the Irish connection, I really enjoyed it. It's like, you know, Guinness is. The, if I had to pick something to drink, I'd pick a Guinness. I, was, I just, I just, it like was either it. this or Guinness. I was gonna pick one of the two. Um, and this doesn't taste anything like a Guinness, but. I found it really enjoyable to drink, and I'm not a beer drinker by yeah. any stretch. This is this is the only time we drink, really. Yeah. Um, and it was it went down great. It was we had, you know, we drank the full six of them. It really hit the spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, delicious. it's like it's got a lot of flavor, but it's not a heavy beer. No. Or, um, no. That's or, what I call it. I call it the burger beer because it's those right. Like I'd go beer. buy this. Yeah. Because, like, if I was going to have some people over, not everybody really likes Guinness. That's not it's something. heavy. Um, so I would pick up something like this because I would know I would like it yeah. and I could say that, you know, people might enjoy it. Not getting Coors Light? Oh, my God. That stuff. I, 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 my father-in-law loves it. That's all he drinks. <laughs> so if I have any, like, I had some alligators I brought over for, like, yeah. I don't remember what holiday it was. But I brought it over and he was like, I'm okay. I think it's still I don't like, people always say I don't like this fancy beer. Yeah. It's not fancy, it's just beer. It's just it's tastes beer. like something. Like no, it's like what you drink is cheap. Yeah. <laughs> this is regular beer, that's cheap. That's water. Right. <laughs> it's Colorado P. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the the Coors Light is like it's like water. I, yeah. I mean, I don't understand the point of that. That's like, like why Well, if you got to drink 24 of them, that's might as what well I make mean. It easy. Well, you ever notice that most of the people that like that stuff, they love to overindulge in it? I think it's all about how much tolerance that you build up. <laughs> I see. It's not that very, that's not a strong one either. No. But no. The, they, they buy those in the big cardboard boxes. Yeah, no one's buying a, a six-pack of Coors Light. No. It's a 12 or an 18. I, I, I take that back. I'd buy a six-pack. But you're buying it for somebody else. I'm buying it for someone else. Yeah. 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 I have my beer in the fridge. and I'm not It's like beer. in high school, you know, you buy the 30-pack of Keystone Light. Yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee's Beast. Yeah, oh, man. The Beast. Oh, I see God. people like that. Dr- that's like what they drink. I'm oh. like, people actually drink that? Yeah. Or Natty Light? That was like what you bought in college because it was $14 for a 30-pack yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but there's people that, like, that's their beer of choice. I, oh, I'm a natural light man. In, in Texas, it was Buckhorn. Buckhorn? Yeah, mm. I think that was like the budget brand for Lone Star. Schlitz. There's another yeah. one. Schlitz is... Hey, I was in the Army. There was all sorts of ones. Crazy beers. In West Virginia, they had Beer 30, it was called. Oh. And it had like a clock on it. Like it was... That was the time. Beer 30. Okay. You ever have Genesee? Uh, yeah, yeah. I had that in college. That's like, a, I think it's from upstate New York. Didn't we have that on, I the, think on the... The Genesee Cream Ale? Yeah. I think so, yeah. That's like one of those outlier. Yeah, I think we had that. Natty Bowes, like a Baltimore area kind of yeah. beer. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend from uh, Buffalo, and that was that was his thing. Genesee. Genesee. Hmm. Never had it. Yeah, they're all the same. Those 
<laughs> they got the they same all, recipe. They all come out of Hackensack, New Jersey. Yeah, that's like your grandma's chocolate chip. It's just Toll House. That's not grandma's recipe. Just she's taking it off the back of the Toll House chocolate chip bag. My grandma's cookies she are better than yours. No, it's the, it's the same damn. My recipe. moms are the same too. If it's written on a on a uh, what do they call those things a uh, index card index card yeah. it doesn't mean anything <laughs> yeah and uh, the rice krispie treats yeah. yeah same same recipe oh my god oh man so this is a good this is a good time yeah should, should we thank um, our uh, patrons yeah thanks to our gold tier patrons Day, uh, David Murphy Manny Siriani Dustin Fair Adam Pothast. And David Shoemaker, not Schumacher. That's right. Um, I knew a David Shoemaker. Yeah. Shoemaker. Yeah, we were corrected. It's Shoemaker. Yeah. He's, no, he referenced fancy. the jockey. He was like, yeah, like the jockey. And I'm like, still don't know. That's from my youth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that, like, Why World of Sports. <laughs> yeah, you remember Why World of Sports? Yep. Howard Cosell. Oh, yeah. That was on yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Channel 7. Yeah, there were only like three channels back in those days. <laughs> now there's 3,000. Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal. But yeah, as always, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Yes, yes, indeed. Thanks to Keith for coming out and hanging. Yeah, thanks for having me. That big thanks to Keith. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to check out his uh, yeah Instagram, 2-Bit Woodworks. If you yep. follow us on YouTube and you're not following Keith, you're messing up yeah. because yeah. he's got a lot, a lot of good videos. Yeah, starting to be consistent. So that's always a Cool. Yeah. Oh, I hear the wife your out wife. there. I was like, what the hell is that? Calling the dog. <laughs> knocking on the door. He's parked soon. in my driveway. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you guys next week for episode 29. 29. Oh. Pushing 30. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is there like a 30th anniversary or something like that? What is that? Silver? Maybe we hit uh, 52. Or is that cardboard? 25th? Yeah. Or, oh, 30th? I don't know. 25 is silver, right? Oh, I haven't gotten a third. I don't know. I'm only at five. Well, how long have you been married, Keith? Eleven years. Man, he's not got nothing on me, man. Twenty years. I've been doing time. <laughs> you got some good sitting time coming to you tonight. Oh, God, no, <laughs> please no. <laughs> maybe maybe a job proposal coming. I'll have to work on the computer. I'll send some of your way. <laughs> Rob, we're going to need you to get on TikTok tonight. Post some videos. <laughs> anyway, we won't drag you guys yeah. on here through the money any longer. Be safe. See you guys out next there. week. Mm-hmm.